Space Life Podcast Episode 2. In this episode, Brian and I sit down with our buddy Mavs in Vingen, Switzerland, and talk about injuries and sports and all sorts of crazy stuff. So, all right, enjoy. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to Space Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. Yeah, so that so like wobble boards for me is what I came back from when I like KL for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, all my you know broken ankles, broken legs, busted up knees, um, and the the reason I mean like the standing desk is sick, but also the other thing is you run ankle, you put those like padded ankle weights on mm-hmm. and you walk for two hours on a treadmill while you're typing number one your, your blood flow is going to be better so your brain's going to work better mm. and then also from that you're you're, you're kind of getting paid to train for base jumping which yeah. is also really cool yeah um so yeah and then also from that is is you will loosen up like i'm having a lot of trouble now with my back being super stiff uh, and really Mine. tight. Yeah. Um, and the like, I I do girl planks. Do you even know what they are? Yeah, you showed us last week yeah. where you're like kind of like with your hands or on your elbows. Yeah. Like so, I've I'm I'm now able to come off my knees now for longer. So I come off my knees for thirty seconds, go back down on my knees mm-hmm. for ten or fifteen, whatever, and then go back for thirty seconds. But um, but like you know, I still can't do any like the twisting, stretching, or any of that sort of stuff. I I gotta. I mean, you guys have seen me do my stretches, but yeah. for that, um, with you, with, and that was the hardest part about KO coming back from KO was getting my core back to strength because mm. I couldn't climb because I was, because my ankle's still not the best. Mm. Um, you know, like a little bit of numbness in my foot every now and again, it's got better and better, but yeah. Did you ever get sciatica? No. Yeah. So that's why I've got, I've got that now too. Yeah. So that, so, so probably w- what we're hoping is we're hoping that if you get on this wobble board, mm. you're going to strengthen yourself up that that's going to take itself out of the equation. So I noticed that it's uh, it's definitely gotten better because I've had two almost, well, now the third week of no base jumping. So the impact shock of opening opening shock will cause my sciatica to flare up but it's the nerves that run from the base of the spine into the leg yeah and all of that like that really big nerve that cuts yep. out it gets inflamed and gets irritated and then all of a sudden i'm hobbling around like an old man yeah so do you i'm mean, gonna make from western australia called dado i don't know if you've met him yeah dado pca'd me for my first mr bill base jump yeah okay so, <laughs> so, so, so yeah awesome so you guys know dado dado suffers from sciatica yeah because i so I know that it was. Yeah, I'll take it. Because because when we were at KL, like every night after KL after jumping, I'd be massaging him. Mm-hmm. And then when his when his girlfriend came, uh, or wife now, she she and he was if he didn't do it, he wasn't he was done for the next day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I'm. So when I wake up in the morning, I'll roll over in bed, and I'll put this leg here. And like I can't do it really well right now because I got thermals on and it's sore. Brian's got his legs crossed and like one leg over yeah. the other. But knee. basically, I will do Lifting a fucking up. a stretch where I'm trying to like stretch my hip out before I even get out of bed, 
And then I like hobble to the shower and I'll lean over in the shower in a hot shower and let the hot water hit my back and I'll touch my toes. And then finally when I get to touch my toes, I'm like, okay, I'm a little I'm a little better. You can't Yeah, it wa- sucks. you can't wake up in the morning and and get warm without a shower. Instead of trying to stretch cold, can you stretch warm? I could. Like uh I mean, for me, it's when I was all my injuries coming back from it's get up, even if 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 especially after KL, when I started to be able to walk, it was uh, not even a brisk walk, mm-hmm. but it was a walk for ten fifteen minutes. Um, I admittedly at the time I wasn't working, so I didn't have a. But but you know, if you wake up fifteen minutes earlier, mm-hmm. you walk, you get the blood flowing, and then yep. you you know stretch it out for ten fifteen minutes. So that's the other thing that's interesting is the fact that. This weird back and sciatic issue, like, it's one of those weird things where as long as I'm active, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. It yeah. goes away when I'm warmed up. It's when I, like today, jumping or flying or doing stuff, it's okay. And then when I cool down, everything seizes <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I can't move. Yeah. So have you guys ever seen me walking like a penguin? Uh, no. So. Okay. So when when we when we do big hikes next year, you'll see me that evening. Mm. I walk like this, oh, because my legs don't work properly. My ankle, like my hip, will like get real tight, tight and my ankles get tight, mm-hmm. and I end up walking like this. And I don't even realize it, but I walk like a penguin. Woody's Woody was Woody or Scotty. I can't remember who it was. They they. Well, I <laughs> called it out and I was like, what are you talking about? And yeah. And even Vanessa seen it. Like if I, if I go skiing real hard, I will walk awkwardly in the morning until I'm warm, until I'm good to go. So I'm like I me. Mean, fuck. I'm only 34. Definitely use my body. How it, probably I feel like it should have been, but I, you know, like the, the whole thing is you see people when they, when they stop doing stuff, that's when they start getting, Injuries and I like, like I don't feel like any of my injuries have stopped me from doing anything that I can't do, other than probably tennis. <laughs> wow, tennis! I can yeah. live without tennis. Yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Like big, tennis is sideways movements, stopping, changing direction. Tink, tink, like yeah. so, basketball or, or 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 soccer or something. You can run. You can you you know you duke left, you duke right, but you're still going in a forward direction, mm. or you're backpedaling and you stop. But tennis is you're running full pelt left, you stop full pelt right, you stop forward back, and that that's the only thing that I have trouble with. And also, like if if we are going to just go have a fun game of uh, like soccer or or football or something, I look at the oval that we're going to play on. And if it's shitty, I don't play. Because mm-hmm. if I step in a little hole, I go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what I've had to deal with. But it's through my own choice. Like, you know, like I could have wrapped myself in cotton wool and done nothing. And I still could have had arthritis at 65. Like, you know, everybody. Yeah. So. Pizza break. Be right back in a second. All right. Round two. We just had some good pizza. Brian had a good day of flying. Mavs, you... uh Worked on the house all day. Uh, yeah, did some. Yeah. Needed to be done. All in all, did your day. secondary job. Girlfriend's away, so when she gets back, I get some brownie points. Right. That's the thing. 
But big thank you to Cena's for the pizza. Fuck yeah. We're in Vingen up above Lauterbrunnen. Great day. Up in the beautiful, most most beautiful place in the world. Yeah, the sunset yeah. was great. Epic sunset. Yeah. Right. So, um, I guess one of the first things we wanted to try and tease out of you, Mavs, was your uh, history of injury. So if you can do us a favor, <laughs> let's uh, let's take it all the way back and uh, talk to us a little bit about because um, talk to us about what you were doing before base jumping and then how you what kind of injuries have you had in the past and uh, work your way up through some of the more horrific ones and let's see what's going down in the current one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Um, uh. Got introduced to motorcycles pretty early on by my father, which was awesome, um, and started racing motocross, having a great time. Um, great thing about motocross is you feel very free. The worst thing is you don't have a chassis around you. So, I mean, like, it, it doesn't matter if you're a pro rider or if you're an amateur weekend rider, at some point you're going to get injured. Um, and then if you are racing, like I was lucky enough to do, racing with injuries is just part of it um and you mean if 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 you go through the last 20 years of professional riding you know out of the top probably 15 riders maybe five or six won't won't end the season just it's brutal you you make one mistake and, and a lot of that is 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 because you're you're training and riding so much midweek um it's not actually race day that you're, you're, you know, if you're testing a new part or something and, and that's when you crash, you know, um, the ground hurts. It, it hurts a lot. So, um, broke both legs, um, shoulder, uh, arms, wrist. Um, so the question is, do you know how many bones you've broken? No, no. Um, don't count ribs, um, or toes or fingers. Hmm. I don't know. Probably should, but don't. Um, still got a stupid, weird scar on my middle knuckle from copping a rock in there, and it it's never really healed properly. Um, when you're, you know, thinking you're awesome and you don't wear handguards on a rocky track, so. But uh, thinking, I mean, surgery wise, not including like getting my wisdom teeth out and that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Normal people uh, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Twelve, thirteen ish. Um, I mean, mm. it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's one of the funny things. Like it, it, in that, I broke, I broke my leg, and I broke my leg the second race of the year, um, and took the full six weeks. Um, it was all good. Didn't, didn't need surgery on it. Came back, very next race, broke my other leg. Had surgery on it, did all that. But the problem is, is is my right leg and ankle still ache from that because I, yeah, I was six weeks off. I was just out of a cast, but then I'm putting all my weight on it. Couldn't couldn't actually sort of get around the fact because I had another broken leg. Um, so that was that was a tough year. But you know, like the 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 major injuries like broken back. Um, fractured hip, um, femurs, that sort of stuff. 
they they wear you down after a while um and so it's you know it's it's one of those things in that like you choose whether you want to continue doing what you're doing knowing the cost of it um or trying to do it for fun i mean i stopped racing what 2007 now yeah I, i stopped racing 2011 2012 and I've ridden a dirt bike once since then. Mm. Uh, I found skydiving, I found base jumping, and that definitely uh, sort of took away my need for racing and riding motorcycles. But still to me, there's nothing better than riding a motorcycle. So you miss it? Oh, yeah. And the, the tough thing now is now living in Switzerland, I'm, I'm looking at all of these mountain passes and I'm, you know, I've got myself settled here. And I'm looking at, you know, probably going to buy a motorcycle. Um, road riding, I'd, I'd never commute. Um, I find that you just get into a little bit of a sort of a, a trance because you're taking the same route every day. Um, if I'm going to ride, I'll, I want to ride hard for two hours, park the bike, maybe not ride it again for a month. But also um, talking to our friend Bam, um, maybe getting a mountain bike, something like that. Something where it's just, it's it's going to feel the same without having the, the, the catastrophic speeds of when you when you make a mistake or even if you don't make a mistake. I mean, motocross, like, you don't even have to make a mistake and somebody takes you out because they give a nice aggressive pass, you know, um, and you're on the ground. So, yeah, I, I miss it more and more every day. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting hard now that I'm settled. I've stopped traveling a lot. After I, after I finished racing motocross, I traveled more for traveling and seeing places than just traveling to race which was um which was actually really good um because you know you kind of will, will you'll go somewhere you race and you leave you know you you i mean it and make it to eat dinner somewhere be like all right i saw that town yeah exactly and, and it's a town usually motocross it's rural areas um so you're not you're not going and seeing the sights so right. yeah but it's, uh, I mean, if I can give a, uh, advice to anyone when they get injured, listen to your doctors, do what the physio said. They're professionals. Um, I did the stupid things like breaking an arm, getting my arm, uh, uh, plated and racing the following weekend. Um, Oof. you know, my, my injuries are manageable but I still have certain problems with my right ankle um, because, yeah, broke my right leg, chipped a couple of, you know, chips in my ankle and then had the left leg break seven weeks after I broke the right one and and not listening to the physio. Like, I got my cast cut off on, I think, I don't know, maybe Thursday and I was back on the bike Friday, raced Sunday and... And I didn't even, re- like, it wasn't even a big crash. It was just a little tip over that, you know, probably if I'd been riding all year, I would have rolled it out, got back up, kept racing. You don't even think about it. And it was, you know, I was a little bit stiff, definitely uh, no time on the bike. And, you know, that's, and it's, it's just an unfortunate thing that happens. And, you know, being 34 now, I have to be more aware of what I'm doing or the activities that I'm going to do. Um, like if we all went down and played soccer or football on the Oval, 
um, just on the grass. I'd, I'd go walk the grass and I'd make sure that it was actually well well maintained. If it has potholes in it, if it has um, you know sort of a lot of loose loose sand on top of it. I don't play, or I play goalkeeper or something like that where I'm not moving. Um, and yeah, I want to run around, I want to have fun, but it's the problem with that is is you know I I now twist an ankle. And that's a week, two-week process. It's not a two-day process. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially in your 30s and beyond, like, you don't heal the way you did in your teens and your 20s. I mean, there, you you get a new 100% because you're never going to be exactly as as good as you were, even if it's a simple break or, you know, a twist. It's, yeah, it, ta- it takes a toll on you for yeah. sure. Um, I, I, I broke a bone nine consecutive years. Mm. And that was, and, and, you, and you're racing through them. Um, and one of the, one of the, the, the worst breaks I had, but one of the funniest is it was a year after I'd finished racing. I was, I was traveling through Europe with my, two of my best mates, um, Matt and Baz, and we were in Austria, uh, snowboarding and it was two days before the new year's. We just had a Christmas and, and I actually said to my mate Baz, I said, you know, this is the first year I haven't broken a bone. And the next day, uh, a couple of kids racing hit me and, um, I ended up breaking my arm and my wrist and my scaphoid. Um, and stupidly, I didn't go to hospital straight away. I knew my arm was broken, but I was just in denial. I was like, man, I, I, I'm actually going to be, you know, I had planned snowboarding in Europe and then going to see my sister in Canada and snowboarding in Canada with her and, and staying for like, you know, till I don't know when is it May, whenever the season is that finishes, and then go back to Australia and start work. Like I had this big plan, so uh, yeah, I was got hit, and I was like, ah, oh, no. So it was January first. I went to the doctor, so I could at least say that I didn't break a bone for that year, and ended up having like three surgeries on my wrist. I was out for a whole year. I wasn't able to work. Um, had a uh, I still got the scars, still got problems with it. Um, had, uh, yeah, like had the, the scaphoid died. So, yeah, I mean, it was, that that was one of the toughest ones just because it was just like such a ball breaker for me. But when, when you're going to go into something like motocross, like base jumping, um, you kind of got to expect, you're like, hey, you know, like, one, I'm soft. Two, the ground hurts. Three, I'm going at speeds that is faster than I can run. So if you if you go into it not expecting to get injured, um, then there's then I think you're not going into it with the right mindset. Right. It's it's not a matter of if. It's just a matter of when. You know, with these kind of sports. But but do you you don't you don't do you don't not do these sports because you might get hurt. You know, like, oh uh, no! You know, if, if you enjoy it, like mm-hmm. I mean. You know, if if I enjoyed, like in Australia, we play cricket. If I enjoyed playing cricket, I would play cricket, but I don't. And for sure, you can get hurt playing cricket. Um, you know, but but I don't enjoy those things. I enjoy and and that's where you you know you you self assess and you got to go in and say, hey, like, is the risk worth it? Now, for sure, there there's going to be a majority of the time you're going to be uninjured. Um, majority of the time, you know, your friends aren't going to get injured at all. It's just if and when that happens, you need to, one, be prepared, and two, expect that it will probably happen to you. Now, your friends can be lucky, and I mean, one of my friends, 
uh, he ended up hitting a big pile of leaves after he had a pin lock. Oof. And, and he had like a, a three-quarter inflated canopy and bruised his, bruised his heels, bruised his uh, feet pretty badly, but he didn't break anything. Now, if that was me, I probably would have broken both my legs. I don't know why. When I, when I hit the ground, I usually break stuff. But he was lucky. Like, I mean, if it was another second later, he wouldn't be here. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you can, you can say, oh, yeah, he's, he's done seven, eight years of base room and never been injured. But it's like, well, hang on. Like, there's, you know, you got you to put into sort of context wh- what, what being a close call is and what injury is. And, and, if, and for me, everything that I'm doing now, you know, like I learned how to ski this year. Well, I'm skiing probably at speeds that I'm not good enough. Because I'm trying to keep up with people that are much better than me. Sure, that maybe grew up here. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and and for that, it's it's I'm going to be, you know, I mean, I, I crashed. I actually I actually chipped a bone in my shoulder and punched myself in the face and gave myself a black eye chasing my girlfriend down the hill. <laughs> and she she was like, "Why didn't you just go slower?" Well, one, I'm a man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and two, I think I'm good enough to keep up and do it, anything with anyone. Now that's probably to my detriment. And it was, I couldn't, and I crashed. Um, and, and probably the, the, the stupid thing about it is for her, she's, she's, she grew up in, in the Swiss Alps. So when she crashes, she crashes nicer because she knows what she's doing. Um, and for me, I crash pretty poorly. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, injuries, injuries, are, are, you're going to get them no matter what. And, and, and also, a 75-year-old accountant that's spent 50 years in an office has arthritis, has problems. At least I know why I'm going to have problems and when I'm going to get them. And hopefully, the medical system in another 30 years' time will be able to benefit me. And with, with the advances that we've got, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know much about stem cells, but I'm thinking that they are the the way to go. And I'm not saying I'm going to live pain free, but I'm going to be able to manage it. I believe. Right. So. Yeah, I want to make it long enough uh, on this earth to pay for the mistakes I've made or the poor decisions I've you know made you know in my younger years. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But are they poor decisions or their experiences? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, probably a little bit of both. You know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, I definitely drank too much when I was younger, and I won't feel that until I'm 60. Well, if I make it to 60, right on. Yeah, know, like, yeah. I, I, des- know, I, I deserve that. I, yeah, I deserve whatever's coming. Yeah, <laughs> the Metamucil shakes or whatever yeah. to try and, like, shit right in the morning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so tell me what uh, – because you've had some horrific in- injuries in the past – like, tell us a little bit about your motocross. Well, like, what's the worst injury you've had with motocross? Uh, broken back, broken hip, broken femur. How did that happen? I tried to win a race on the last lap. Um, and I actually clipped a lapper going up the up ramp of a jump. And I tried to over jump a jump and ended up probably... 80, 90 feet up, about 120 feet without a bike under me. Um, got my legs under me and just accordioned myself into the ground. Uh, don't, I don't remember anything of the day personally, 
I only remember it from what people have told me. And the, it was back, it was back when sort of the, the mobile phone cameras first started coming out and there's like a super blurry, like crappy video where you see me sort of disappear out of view. Um, and that, that was, uh, you know, it was, a, it was the risk reward factor, you know, trying to win a race. I mean, I never thought I was going to crash or hurt myself. Um, I actually thought I was going to out jump these guys and have space up, uh, up the hill when I was going over the finish line to be able to wave to people, but that didn't happen. And, um, it's probably, I'm probably better off that I don't remember it. Knocked myself out. Um, came to with, uh, one of my best mates, mom's holding my, uh, my tongue cause I'd split it straight down the middle like a snake. Um, and I, yeah, it was, it was one of those sort of things where I came back from that easier than other injuries because I don't really remember it. Yeah. I've, I've got friends like that in, in, uh, the various sky sports where, where they, uh, like traumatic accidents like that. Uh, a lot of times your brain will just shut it off. Like it, you, you won't be able to recollect it. Uh, and part of that is like, it's almost like the brain protecting you from yourself. Oh, like, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and the hard, the hard thing about that is, or, or the good thing about that is, is, um, trying to explain to people how much it hurt. Um, I know that it hurt a lot at the time, but trying to explain that to someone is, and the way that I say it is, try explain to somebody getting punched in the face if they've never been punched in the face. Not just the physical, but the psychological impact it has on, it has on you. Um, you can never really fathom that until it happens to you. Right. Um, and for sure, breaking a, bone hurts um but just the pelvis sort of hip region i think that's the worst just because all the the nerve endings for your back go in there um but like right now if you said to me like oh you know what what's worse i'd say oh the time i broke my arm or the time i broke my leg because i was fully conscious for the whole time Mm -hmm. and you know you're looking at your leg pointing in a wrong direction or your arm flopping about and yeah, the, the brain definitely protects you from those massive traumas. And that's that was the hard thing coming back from that is because I had like, you know, I had to say to myself like, "Hey, just 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 when I was coming back racing um a year later, it was like, "Hey, just chill out." Like, you know, you've had a big one. Um and I mean, I I was still young enough that I didn't have any sort of switch in my brain going, "Ooh, ooh, ooh protect yourself." I was still like, "Oh, just just go faster." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, for the five people that might actually listen to this that maybe are like, well, why would you do that? Like, or why, you know, because clearly you've gotten hurt. Have you not learned your lesson? Like, what do you say to that? You know, like, Ooh. uh, well, I mean, if you don't want to fall off a bicycle, don't ride a bicycle. It comes with the territory, you know, like, and, for that, if if you want to do a competitive sport, you have to take risks, and you can't think, "Oh, this this might end in tragedy, or this might end badly for me," and b- because you 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 may as well not even turn up to the racetrack, um, and that's 
that's the thing. It's it's with with being competitive in that, you know, like you can be competitive to yourself to a mm-hmm. certain extent, but the moment you put somebody else, you know, like anybody can hit a punching bag, but then you put a person that's going to hit you back. It's, right. it, it the whole dynamic changes. Um, and I mean, like least least with with sort of for me like like motocross, like yeah, you're sore at the end of the day, but if if you've had you know the perfect one one day. And you've had, you know, you've, you've got the whole shot. You haven't been sucking anyone's roost. Um, everything's been working great. You're still a little bit sore, you know, by the end of the day because you're doing a physical thing. Um, and, and that's what you're aiming for. But you know that, you know, like your chain could come off, your wheel could collapse, you could make a mistake. I mean, I had more mistakes done by myself than my bike ever failing me. Sure. And, and... The, the 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 stupid thing about that is is when my bike did fail and I had an accident because of that, the very next race that I came back, I was more worried about my bike. But if I crashed, I was just more pissed off. Yeah. Come on, cafe. We have interrupted this regularly scheduled podcast to move the cat from the room. Alright, now that now that kitty cat is uh Put away. What's what's the cat's name? Pepe. Pepe. Looks Ooh, like a Pepe. Oh, Pepe. And the other one's Growly. We got to keep. Oh, it Growly. Down. We see Growly over there. Yeah, he's a little yeah. shit. But back to the, uh, you know, with with uh, things like motocross or base jumping, I I was uh, I took my mom to London earlier this year when she was over here visiting, and um, we went to the uh, Shakespeare, you know, the Globe Theater which is not the actual original Globe Theater that Shakespeare was at, but that's a that's a different story, I guess. But but a quote uh, I read while I was there like hit me pretty hard because it was like, yep, that's us, 100%. But it was like, uh, so these violent delights have violent ends. And it's like, yep. Oh, yeah. You have to accept that this, you know, like um, you're jumping off a cliff. So if if you don't die, be happy about it. But if you do die, like don't. And I'm not gonna like gnash my teeth and be all upset that it's like you know what you just did right I mean like uh, you... yeah so if if you're if you're going to give yourself such a great mm-hmm. amount of happiness or delight, you have to be willing to go one hundred percent the opposite way or one hundred and eighty degree in the in the opposite mm-hmm. direction i i I tell my sister this um my sister loves the snow. She lived in the States in Canada for like eight years snowboarding. Um, she's back in Australia and she's she's not loving it because Perth doesn't have any snow. So she uh, she gets a little bit down and I said to her, you can't experience great happiness without experiencing sadness. Right, yeah. The whole yin-yang thing. You need a little bit of evil in you to know what good is and you need to know. So so for that, we, we get the greatest joy and you know, I mean, I, I've I've never done heroin, but you know, if somebody has uh, has never done heroin, they're not going to understand. If somebody's never base jumped, they're not going to understand the the joy that you get out of it. That moment of of not just the flight or the jump, like landing with your mates. Yeah, and you know, you have to be willing to sacrifice something for that, and that could be, you know, catastrophic. Um. And, and, and that's, and that's the, 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 
you know what you give is what you get. Yeah, yeah, and it, and the, the sport gives and it takes too. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. Because we have the the highest of highs, like just super stoked, you know, full froth, just so happy, and then then you know you wake up to a bunch of messages because you know there's somebody you're never going to see again, you're never going to talk to them again. Yeah, like, so it's yeah, it's and it's, it's both, you know, but yeah, yeah, but I look at it as high risk, high reward. Like, for sure base jumping isn't gonna give you that unless you participate unless you know the inherent risk that comes with it is what makes that spike mm-hmm. exactly like yeah. we're not gonna get the same feeling from tennis I can win a tennis match but there's does it you know or 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 a, a baseball match or a game or whatever they called yeah, yeah <laughs> but like but like yeah it's you know, and and there's something about going, man. Like, time to nut up. Am I good enough? Like, am I able to do this? Yeah. And it, it's it's not physically; it's mentally as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to shut out all the chatter. Like, there's there's you know, there's so many times that I've been there, you know, going, man, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. And I you got to I say to myself, hey, I'm a I'm a I'm a male. Like and and doesn't matter whether you're male or female, but I'm a male from Australia, so I, I've got a lot of opportunities that majority of the world doesn't have, or have doesn't get. And I'm saying to myself, man, I'm a male, and I've chosen to be here, and I've chosen to do this. Now, I mean, you could be a female, same thing, but you know, like for me, I've been able to get a good education, have a loving family, get a good job, pay to travel the world um, for my hobby or my sport or lifestyle choice of base jumping. Where you know I know that there there are people that will will never get that opportunity. So when I'm standing on top of a cliff or a building or or an antenna, and I'm freaking out, it's okay. Am I freaking out for a reason in that the conditions or or the jump is above me, or am I just freaking out because I'm scared? When I've actually made this choice to do this, mm-hmm. and for that, that is where I really enjoy sort of the the, the feeling of base jumping is because. You know, you can have twenty of your friends on an exit point, but the moment your feet leave, they can't help you. Right? You got to help you. you exactly. Whether you succeed or you fail, it's all on you. And for that, that is an amazing, liberating experience. Sure. So. Yeah, I remember my my very first building. It's also like my seventeenth base jump, and uh, we, you know we snuck into a hotel and. Um, you know, I found myself in, in the emergency escape, like climbing up into the, the little window thingy. And I was just like, what decisions in my life have I made that have led me to this point? And then I was just like, eh, well, doesn't matter now. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Sent yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so. But, but the, the best yeah. thing, the best thing about our life is one, we've been afforded the opportunity from growing up. You mean you guys are from the United States. I'm from Australia. Um, and we've chosen to do it. I mean, uh, trying to trying to exp- explain to people about like why we go base jumping. Like my friends back home in Australia, they don't understand that I'm going to hike for five hours for a minute 30 flight and a 30 second canopy ride. And then it's a 45 minute average pack job. Um, I mean, obviously if, you, if you're packing a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot. And driving back to wherever you got to go. Exactly. And, yeah. And, and, and the, the funny thing is, is my skydiving friends think base jumping's cheap because it's free. It's like, well, hang on, man. Right. Like, you, you, I li- That's the wrong reason yeah. to get in the sport. Yeah, it's not because you got to go to Switzerland 
yeah. or you got to go to the French Alps where like an apple is a dollar twenty because you're you're in the mountains or and 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 for that um it's yeah like oh I'm tired of paying for jump tickets so I'm gonna start base jumping like what. Yeah, that, uh, let's think about this one. Yeah, yeah. We're talking uh, increased likelihood of medical bills, uh, travel, um, decrease well, in social life. Yeah, if you're in the mm. states or in Australia, you're looking at legal bills potentially. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had one jump that thankfully I had insurance, but it cost like sixteen grand because I I tib fibbed, and it's like, uh, yeah, that's like uh, that's how many seasons of skydiving would it take to spend sixteen G's? You yeah. know, so. Excluding you know, buying equipment and stuff. No, but like so, just just because you've already got the equipment because yeah. you're a jumper. Yeah, sixteen Jesus. That's that's getting you probably to the nationals at a lower level with your team. Yeah, you know if everyone puts in sixteen grand, you guys are gonna you you might not place top ten, but you know you're gonna you, get you'll there. You'll be competitive, and yeah, you'll be competitive. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, I've I've always laughed at the 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 thought process of some people. Yeah. I mean, one one of my best friends. I wish he would base jump. I think he'd be an amazing base jumper. And the whole reason why he doesn't is he says he cannot be bothered packing for longer than five minutes. <laughs> and mm. and it's perfect. And the thing is, is well, fair enough, I yeah, guess. Exactly. And and I mean, like, you know, he he trains hard. He's super fit. He could out climb me, out hike me, out do everything me. But he's like, man, I don't want to pack for forty five minutes. And well, and get good at packing. That's. 20 minutes yeah he doesn't want to do that man i think he like i think he's like drops it on the mat and he's packed in four or something yeah well there there are dudes that do that with base like the seven minute pack job that was like the standard at at kl the year i went but i was like "Uh, i know this is a forgiving object and all but i'm gonna do my my 20 minute pack job and yeah it's a forgiving object and be confident in that it's gonna not give me attention attention on doesn't matter if it's a forgiving object or not yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so speaking of that <clears throat> yeah. So tell us your tell tell us your KL story. What happened? Like, because I don't really know the the why it happened. Yeah, we we met you, or at least I met you post KL. So like, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you got you guys met me my first year back base jumping. Uh, so KL 2014, I learned learned a lot of valuable lessons about. Um focusing on the jump at hand um i i before i went to kl i did six months of diving training so i wanted to get off off axis um twisting like multiple off axis twists or or um flips and aerial stuff aerials yes um and so i actually went to like a diving course in my hometown um and i wasn't getting a a jump that i wanted to get it was like a 720 triple front double back and I wasn't clean. Like, my feet kept kind of spreading apart. No, yeah, I, I did that on, like, my 30th base <laughs> jump. <but laughs> I, I don't even know what that is. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, KL is the place to do it. If, you, if you're going to be, you know, like, if you want to be doing aerials, um, multiple aerials, it, it's the place to do it. Um, and a very good friend of mine, it was his, it was, um, his, his, his quite new to, new to base jumping, and he wanted to do a jump with me. And I kind of put it off and I put it off and I put it off. And then the very first jump of the last day, I, I said to him, I said, all right, let, let's do this jump. And I explained the jump very quickly in front of kind of like our, um, I wouldn't call them gods, but like our sort of upper echelon of jumpers in like Dukes, uh, Miles Dasher, um, Andy Lewis. 
sort of and I don't know if he was starstruck and didn't want to say like no I don't understand in front of me um but I don't think he understood the jump fully I explained it very quickly and it was more in my mind like I want to do this jump with my friend but I also kind of want to get it out the way because I've only got one more day of jumping there's no more night jumps so I've really only got you know like a small window to get what I I want to achieve and it was me being being selfish and it was a relatively simple jump in that you jump off sideways holding holding hands and and um it's like a side floater and the the cool visual of the jump is 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 as you go out you're looking at your friend and he's he's staying still in front of you the the city of KL is staying still but the building speeds up beside you mm-hmm. so it kind of tricks your brain um conditions were fair they weren't good um we had a slight headwind i pushed in for the jump line i pretty much told my friends in like dukes and gary and andy i said get the fuck out of the way guys we're going next i was like you got you know what we're doing you know what we're doing this is what we're doing all right three two one go i didn't really give my friend a, a chance to to say no or i don't understand or anything like that um and we uh, i i said i was going to be high man so i'm opening um and when you open high, uh, high with a slider, you're going to get a little bit more of a funky opening. Yeah, a little mushy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he ended up uh, uh, pushing me away. And he didn't mean to do it. He got scared. Um, this is where I didn't explain it well enough. And I said, hey, when I let go of you, we both turn 180 or 90 degrees, sorry, away from the building. And I'm going to pitch. You wait three seconds and you pitch. Um, he never turned. So when I turned, it looked like I was actually going to knee him in the face. And all he did is put his hands out and push it, push my knees away. Problem with that is I'd already started opening my parachute. I ended up having a, a 180 opening that sniveled. Um, and pretty much my canopy opened and about two seconds later, I hit the building. Ooh. Um, yeah, because I, I always thought there was like, <clears throat> a, like a, a good six seconds you had to correct that. Like, but depending on how high you open, like, uh, so, so yeah, so I, I uh, pitched pitch after first, three right? yeah, and then he pushed me. So it twisted me and what was happening is because of the slider, I have, a, I, I, I now have a tailwind that's pushing me towards the building. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'll um, that and sure. I now have a slower opening canopy. So I'm going closer and closer to the building. So I kind of opened, um, I went for toggles probably in hindsight, I should have gone straight for rises. And I've done both and I've gotten away with both. You know, it's, yeah. that's one of those like after the fact. Exactly. Like, um, so, uh, yeah, so I hit the building, I backed it off and backed it off what I thought was enough. And I kind of slid a little bit around the building. So, and I, I, at the time I thought I'd kind of slid 90 degrees around the building. So I was going to have like the wind coming from over my right shoulder. I only slid about 30 degrees cause I mean, I hit the building pretty hard, kind of rung my bell a bit and I backed it off. And then what I did is I buried the toggle to go and I, I clipped my stabilizer on the side of the building again. And I pretty much just whipped myself into the building. Mm-hmm. Um, broken ankle, broken leg, broken femur, six broken ribs on the front, seven on the back, broken elbow and hit my head or smashed my head, broke my helmet uh, and knocked myself out. Um, fight or flight. 
um, turned it off the building again and then was unconscious and ended up waking up in a tree 20 minutes later. And the, and the, 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 I don't know if it's a funny thing to say in my, but the way the jump went in my head is I was like, man, this is going to be sick. Three, two, one. Woo. Yeah. Pitch. Oh, this is going to hurt. The mm, moment, the moment yeah. he touched me, I was like, oh, this is going to hurt. And then when I hit the building, I backed it off. I, when I realized I was going to hit the building again, I, I tucked my head. Cause all I could think of was, man, not my fucking teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Those are hard to repair. Yeah. And 20 minutes later, woke up in a tree and had a, a two of my Aussie mates, uh, Jake and Dukes, down the bottom yelling out to me. And my first thought was, fuck, I'm going to jail. Because it was daylight <laughs> and I had a base rig and I was in a tree. And I actually thought I was back in Perth. And I'd been in Malaysia about 30 days. Nice. Um, in and out of consciousness for the next, and I'm not sure, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Uh, got rescued uh, by the fire department. And... I knew it was bad when what I call like a jumper's jumper um, in that like they're, they're the guys that the, they're experienced enough to jump in conditions that aren't perfect. They jump a lot and they've seen it all. Like, yeah. And they've seen it all. So like for me, a jumper's jumper, like Matt Frolic, uh, JVH, um, Scotty P, Dukes, like jumper's jumpers. Um, when I got down out of the tree, they're all at the bottom of the tree. So when jumpers, jumpers are not jumping, you're like, Ooh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew I'd broken my ankle and my leg. Um, didn't realize how badly I'd wrung my head. Um, and that I thought I could still keep jumping. Oh, wow. Um, stupidly walked up the stairs, walked up like 250 steps of stairs um, refused to go to the hospital. So obviously I wasn't in the right mental state. Um, and wanted to do another jump because I had one more, I had another rig packed up and up at the top. I mean, it's packed. I mean, yeah, why not? exactly. And, and, and I knew I'd broken my leg. So I was like, man, I got two hours of adrenaline. I, I've, I've had this feeling before. Um, I mean, I remember JVH helping me and he's like, you know, your shins wobbling when you go up the steps. And I'm like, I know. And he goes, your leg's broken. I was like, yeah, I know. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Like, we just wanted to make sure. Um, thank goodness for the organizers, you know, and, and my friends not letting me jump. Um, I, I, I wanted to jump and just skid it in on my butt and be like, okay, I've just done 30 days in KL. I've had a great, you know, Malaysian trip. I don't want to end it like this. And ended up uh, not listening to anybody because my, my uh, excuse was, you're not a doctor. And then Dr. Charlie... Uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Dr. Charlie comes over and goes, Mavs, you got like bleeding in the brain and your legs broken. You got to go to hospital. Um, and then I was like, all right, I probably should go to hospital. Um, my mate, Elliot, total legend. He took me to hospital, which, um, I couldn't believe he did cause he spent 12 or 13 weeks in that hospital two years before me with pretty much the exact same accident that I had, except he didn't get off the building. I was lucky enough that when I was semi-unconscious, I turned my canopy off the building. and He unfortunately hit the building, knocked himself out and stayed on it. Um, so he, you know, I, I'm there and, and he's there and he's getting whiter and whiter and whiter. And I know that it's not me getting worse. And I, and I was like, man, 
like this place looks familiar and he's like yeah yeah i I spent you know and i was like fuck dude when i get morphine you can go so (laughs) the nurse comes out jabs him full of morphine he's gone and yeah it was um yeah so broken ankle in four pieces tib and fib fractured femur like a crack from like up near the hip um sort of down to the middle of it like a like like diagonally and then straight down um to the tip of it the ribs um elbow broken pretty much directly down the center of it um and then my head and the head was the hardest thing for the recovery so like uh mentally like getting back into it or like uh like just physically like you like physically i bashed my head enough that i had zero short-term memory Mm. um so like so i spent seven months on uh spent well i stupidly went to thailand because i wasn't allowed to fly home got my wounds infected got super sick had uh sam hardy claire marie so base girl um jake dan um uh alex edge built me a stretcher and they stretched me like over this i don't know jungle path to get me to hospital um because mm. i started like i they know it better than me i don't remember any were, of this were you down at tonsai i was or? down at tonsai okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i i don't know why i went to tonsai like it's it's the infection capital of the world and i thought i was just going to chill on the beach drink pina coladas and then a week later fly home speak to sam about this um or or uh jakey or um claire marie but i don't remember any of it um they've told me some stories and the i i got a fever bad enough that i started like doing damage to my organs and uh, more damage to my brain which probably set me back a few months of my recovery Mm. um so rob my mate rob vader he got me into a hospital didn't realize that there was a western hospital a block away he got me to the tire hospital Checked me out of the Thai hospital when a guy died next to me in a hallway and his whole family was there, which is super weird. And then I, and then I flew home, um, spent a while in hospital at home and then spent seven months on the couch. And the worst part was if you've broken a bone before, you, you understand your time frame. You understand that you just can't do anything for a certain period of time. And after that certain period of time, if you've recovered well enough, you then can start your physio, you can start your rehab, and and you can start... What's up? <laughs> Did I snore? I'm not snoring. <laughs> not quite. Not, quite. Not, not yet. Not yet. So uh, Randy just woke up, Brian. That was, that was brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. It's nine o'clock at night. <laughs> we, we had a big day. We had a big day. <laughs> He's got a, had a couple of beers and pizza and he's... Oh, like, yeah. So you're back. But, but yeah, so so getting back to so like hack. so so a physical injury for me was you have a time frame you do if you do everything right hopefully you're good enough to start your physio start your rehab and and you could work towards a goal. The problem that I was having is with my with with my memory loss. They didn't know when. They didn't know if I was going to come back. They just didn't understand. Uh, well, I didn't understand like the time frame of me getting better. Mm-hmm. And having something open-ended really was difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah, that indefinite sort of uh, 
it'll get better when it gets better if it gets better kind it, of yeah thing. yeah and and i mean I, like i'd order pizza i love chicken and pineapple on my pizza don't i, I don't know why people hate pineapple but i love it on my pizza Bro, I lived in Hawaii for 10 years, yeah. and I still don't put pineapple on my pizza. Well, <laughs> like, chicken, I, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. So, pineapple and Canadian bacon? Uh, also known as ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, chicken, ham, and pineapple. One of my favorite pieces. Um, I'd order that, and this was like four months after my accident. I'd order it. The pizza guy would roll up to my door. <laughs> Forget that. I'd, one, I'd forgotten that I'd ordered pizza. <laughs> Two, I also didn't know where my wallet was. So the pizza guy, he was a total legend. He'd come in and he'd just look around for my wallet. And then if I didn't, he'd just write a note. Like he'd write, because we had a whiteboard marker for my fridge. He'd just write to my housemates and say, hey, next time you order pizza, Mavs owes a chicken and pineapple. And the the thing is, he'd roll in and I'd be like, whoa, chicken and pineapple, how'd you know it was my favorite? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. so so that that was was a difficult um, adjustment for me. And I'd never had that before. For sure, I had concussions and and those sort of things from racing motocross. Um, I mean, for me, a concussion was always like hazy, dr- semi-drunk, semi-hungover feeling with not the best balance. But you kind of, you know, like you could still function. For this problem that I had, I could not have gone to the shops. I had to, I had to start writing notes for everything. Um and I don't just mean like I, like, I would have to write a note saying, I am going to the shops to buy these things, then I'm going home. Because I'd go to the shops and I'd buy what I've got, and then I didn't know what to do after that. And, I, and then the worst thing is, is I, if I got into a taxi, I didn't know my address. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what it was. Right. So, um, and when that started getting better, I started feeling obviously better about myself and i never thought i was not gonna base jump again mm-hmm. uh, i just maybe was gonna not base jump how i used to and i always wanted to base jump again just to prove to myself that yeah you can do it this isn't going to defeat you mm-hmm. and you're going to do it better you're going to do it smarter yeah and base has so many disciplines that you know you can be like well maybe i'm not going to do that in this case, you know, like little, like two ways with whatever off a building, but you know, you can still fly a wingsuit or, you know, do some subterminal stuff, you know, like there, there are plenty of ways to stay in base and maybe not do what you did before. For sure. The, the thing is, is, is it wasn't Dan's fault. I mean, I said to him, I said, Hey man, I'll, I will jump with you any day of the week when I'm better. Mm-hmm. And, and last year he was in Switzerland and we went and did a two way. Now, I said to him, I said, man, you hit me again <laughs> midair that we're going to have issues right. for sure. But but it, it, was, it wasn't his fault because I didn't explain, as, as the more experienced jumper, I didn't explain myself well enough for the task at hand. And I also probably explained it in front of people that he didn't want to lose sort of face or respect in mm-hmm. front of. I mean, it's very hard, especially in our sport, to say no. Sure. And the, the amount of time that people say, yeah, it's always good to walk down. It's, yeah, you can say that to me, but you mm. want to see me after I walk down. You don't want to be anywhere near me. And it took me like three years of base jumping before I walked down from anything. Mm. But when I did, I, I'm furious. And yeah, you know that you've made the right decision, but you still feel 
like a fucking loser. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I, I've gone through the, a roller coaster of emotions from lockdowns, uh, but yeah, like I've gotten to the point where like, bleh, I, I don't, I don't mind walking down. Like, actually, we, we when we were in Madeira, Portugal, um, earlier this year, where I almost drowned. Um, a bunch of dudes, like we had a, we were supposed to wingsuit um, the jump, and so I had my, you know, my my C two. And uh, we couldn't, like, the winds were too strong for that. Like, you could basically, like, do, like, a go and throw and and be all right and make it back to the landing area. But if you're, but it would have been a headwind flight and not that high of a jump. Okay. And, <laughs> and so there was a crew, like, fo- a camera crew following us around, like, documenting this stuff. And uh, he, you know, non-jumper guy just with a nice camera and stuff. And so I was like, hey, let me, let me tell you what's going on right here. And I was like, oh, we're, we're walking down from this jump, and uh, this is why. And like this doesn't you don't see this in the you know the the viral videos and whatnot, yeah. mm-hmm. but this is a part of the sport. You know, walking away is living to jump another day. Yeah, for sure. And so it's like, like I I definitely had the jumps where like I, I was like, damn it, why did I not? Uh, I should I could I would have been fine. Maybe it would have been fine. I don't know. Yeah, and you go through that Especially whole roller when you, coaster when you, you know, choose like, to walk down and mm-hmm. someone doesn't, and then they jump, yeah, and they're fine, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, I should have done it, but I already committed to doing it," and just gonna yeah. stick with that, you know, yeah. and just be happy with your decision, you know, because. But but it, it takes it, it takes. Uh, I mean, it yeah. took me yeah. a lot of years to be comfortable with my decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm happy with it, and I mean, I I walk down from jumps now for sure, but I. I'm still not happy. I'm like, mm. like, yeah. If if I think it's gonna be a walk down, like these days, I don't even go up. Like if I think there's a chance it won't happen, <laughs> that that's how lazy I've become. No man, like, I'm a I'm a sit and wait person. Yeah, and I'm sit and wait, sit and wait, and yeah. then and then wishing that I'd taken a head torch. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of person. You, you know how like when when I wake up in the morning and like I hear like the raindrops on my van and I'm like. <gasps> Does that mean I get to sleep in now? <laughs> like, I take, like, a, you know, it's, like, such a, like, I know there are jumpers that may listen to this and be like, what? You live so close to the valley and you're not hitting that all the time? Like, no, some sometimes a good night's sleep and just getting to sleep, like, an extra little bit. Like, I, I'll take that over, a, a, you know, like, a sick wingsuit flight any day. Yeah, but. You know, like, but, these, but, these days, not any day. There, okay. there were days where. A younger me would look at me now and, and be so. Oh like, man! Like you. Uh. Okay, so <laughs> I, I've been living in Vangen now for a year, and if people don't know, Vangen's above Lauterbrunnen. It's pretty much the best place on earth. Like I can I can go base jump or wingsuit base to get my groceries if mm-hmm. I want to. I did fifteen base jumps this year. Five of them were slider off. Nice. And I actually went slider off of Highland Moose, and I went slider off off Yellow. And I just couldn't be bothered changing my pack job. Right. And I did 15 and I live here. But the thing is, is that I live here and I, and I started paragliding and I'm, for me, I'm not good enough and I'm not smart enough to do multiple things, especially when I'm learning something. Mm-hmm. Like now, for sure, I can skydive one weekend. I can base jump the next weekend. You know, I can ride a motorcycle the next weekend, but I've learned those tasks. I've learned, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not the best at any of them anymore. But I'm competent that you know I could I, I could I could roll up to a drop zone and have fun with people. I could go sure. to a motorcycle race and have fun and not kill someone or not kill myself. Um, but but because I was learning this new, new skill in paragliding, I I just made my decision. I said you know I'm going to focus on this, 
and I'm going to be able to do this. And, and the cool thing is, is you can paraglide in winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, for sure, you can base jump in winter as well. But, you know. Yeah. Well, Brian and I used to joke because they'd be like, oh, the season's over. I'm like, well, pff, not, I mean, not, not the base season. Like, yeah. we jump you around. Yeah. yeah. The, the, you know, last two years now, like, we take the wingsuits off when, uh, once the snow comes, that wingsuits go away. Yeah, because if you look at the fatality list and you look at the incidents uh, in the winter time, the guys that don't go in from the proximity flying probably slipped. Exactly. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. Those that were in wingsuits. So it's like, well, how do you not die wingsuiting in the winter from slipping? You don't fucking wingsuit. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So yeah. we went back to tracking, which I suck at tracking. So kind of glad to pick up paragliding this year. You know. So we we're like, okay, good. I'll just just. Put the, I would just leave the track suit in the in the car. And, uh, I mean, I, I, tracking's fun. It, I, st- it I still is. enjoy it. But, I but enjoy it. I just I'm not that good at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm people not. talk about like, oh, I made the road. I'm like, well, I'm not. yeah, I saw the road. Pretty, yeah, I saw, yeah, the, I saw I'm the road. Pretty, from- <laughs> pretty sure I'm always o- opening over trees. But <laughs> <laughs> anyone that's jumped here knows that opening over trees means you didn't make yeah, that yeah, far. It means <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went you went down more than right. four. But but I mean it. It's just the it's just like for for me what. How do I do something? And, and definitely, my accident taught me this. How do mm-hmm. I do something safely? In 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 that makes you know is, is happy for me. I I had to focus on paragliding. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. So when I say I did fifteen this year, I I stopped jumping last season, January fifth this year, because it snowed the night of January sixth and it mm-hmm. kept snowing. Um. I mean, I was, I was, you know, like, for, so for for last year, I, I jumped right through from like June first all the way through to like the sort of the early January, mm-hmm. and then when the season started again, I went down to Brento, did some jumps, did some slider off jumps, um, did maybe four or five wingsuit jumps with a couple of mates that came in from the states. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my best mates, Scotty P, came in from Australia, uh, from Australia, and I couldn't be bothered putting my wingsuit on, so I went and did mm-hmm. a go and throw and got him to do a flyby past yeah. me. Uh, but but you know, like next year, it was good to it was good to learn a new skill. It, uh, 2016 was my first year back jumping after my accident, and I went pretty hard at it. Um, traveled a lot, jumped a lot, and and mentally and physically, it did take a toll on me. And this yeah. year, I'm I'm very happy that I've you know one paragliding. It's a lot of fun. Two, yeah. To to the your um, your knowledge of weather is so much more um, in depth. So it's going to make me a better base jumper. But also, I've now got um, I don't know in Australia we call it the horn. I got the horn for for jumping again. Uh, I've got the the fire. The you know, fire. Yeah. Sort of like burn. You yeah. Know, the fire. So for, excitement, I excitement for it for sure, yeah. and I can't wait for next year. You know, yeah. like I've already organised with you guys going to a drop zone when yeah. it's when it's got to be a bit warmer after winter. You know, got to start wingsuiting again, doing the big hikes mm. again, and also been working on my 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 legs and my and my feet um, from my accident and for strength wise, because with with the with the jumps, especially wingsuit jumps now. Um, getting to them it it might not be the jump that kills you it 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 might have been the hike sure so for me you know i i really sort of at about the mid-october i mean even, right now this time mid-october mm-hmm. and early november last year i was really struggling 
Uh, even even the sort of hour and a half hikes, my legs were jelly, and it was it was the first time one I'd been at altitude. You know, mm. two I'd I, I'm coming back from injury, and three you can't get hiking fit living in a place that doesn't have mountains. Yeah, you can try, and yeah, I, no, I tried, yeah. but but you also don't have and and you know there was times where I'd done weak pushes for for bad exits, and for me wingsuit base jumping for years before that. You don't go back to jumping the basic wingsuit exits. Mm-hmm. You're kind of beyond that. And, and that's where I kind of, this year was like, you know what? I'm going to get myself in more trouble because I'm going to go to the technical exits. But mm-hmm. physically and mentally, I'm not ready, even though I've jumped these before. And for that, you know, paragliding came in. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just enjoying, like, enjoying the mountains. You know, just going for hikes. You know, also getting a girlfriend. Haven't, haven't had a girlfriend while I've been base jumping. You found a good one too, if I might add. Yeah, she's she's solid, she, solid chick. Well, I mean, she she kicks my ass skiing, so you know. But <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, you know. But hey, like I learned from her. She taught me how to ski, um, and and I kind of it, it definitely opened my eyes to other things to do in the mountains. Yeah. So for that, you know, and she knows that next year I'm going to start jumping again a lot more, mm-hmm. but she also knows that on those questionable days that I want to go jumping, they're kind of like the perfect paragliding days. Mm-hmm. And for that, it just, you know, it just puts sort of another option in my back pocket instead of just getting hammered. Something else to do. Instead yeah. of getting hammered drunk yeah. at the Horner because it's too windy to jump. Right. I can go paragliding or, you know, I can... Shout out to the Horner, by the way. Yeah, thank you, Horner. Love you guys for putting up with us. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> how am I allowed back there? Right. It's a mystery. <laughs> and they welcome you. They say hello yeah. and they look you in the yeah. eye. Yeah. Like, yeah. no place on earth. Yeah. Like, could yeah. I behave like that? <laughs> I mean, we're not bad, yeah. but things just happen. Yeah. Yeah. We don't go out to cause mischief. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just loose. That's what it is. But, yeah, so uh, to bring it back a little bit to the injury thing, like, oh, how do I, how do I, I don't I always struggle with like bringing things into or like dovetailing in, but uh so the the theme has sort of been like injuries and recovering and and the mental aspects and the thoughts on it, but uh you just broke your back uh not too long ago eight Par- weeks paragliding eight weeks ago yeah, yeah fucking paragliding um which everyone's like oh you know within the sky community like you know because I'm I'm brand new paraglider as of like today. <laughs> Uh, day one of class, you know, like and and running down a little hill and, and getting a can, getting the, the wing over your head. But uh, you know, for us from the base and sky community, it's like, oh, it's paragliding. You, you know, like it's it's like you know, if you were to like compare them like as drugs, you know, like base would be like crack cocaine or like heroin. Yep, one hundred percent. And like paragliding's like weed or something you know like something like chill paracetamol yeah or like or like ibuprofen okay like but but you can still get hurt doing these things okay but so this is where i haven't done any of these drugs for the record just (laughs) i'm just what people have told me yeah (laughs) just just an analogy (laughs) so so definitely my knowledge of paragliding was lacking Mm -hmm. i honestly thought that i would start paragliding when i was 50 years like Oh, I'll, I'll paraglide when I'm an old right. man. I was saving it until I got old, like yeah. until I was done base, or, you know, exactly. or skydiving, you know. Like. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was just like, I, I'm, I'm too old to do all the cool mm-hmm. shit I want to do, so I'll just go paragliding. Well, wrong. You guys, are, <laughs> you and Brian are about to learn 
yeah. for sure that it is way more technical um, and way more interesting than I ever thought it would be. Probably the, the, the difference between base jumping and paragliding is to get better at base jumping, you have to do more dangerous things. So mm -hmm. the, exponentially, it just gets more dangerous. If you want to get better and do better things, the danger comes with you, increases with you. Mm -hmm. Paragliding, right now in my six-month, eight-month paragliding career, no. If 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 you wanna if you want a wingsuit, you start on a small wingsuit. You go to a bigger wingsuit. You go to a bigger wingsuit. You start doing shorter exits. Mm -hmm. um, you st start doing flights where you. If you suck on the smaller wingsuit, you just get a bigger <laughs> wingsuit. Yeah, that, that, that's a joke. That's a joke. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I mean, for sure, if you want to, but... I'm not that funny. My humor is <laughs> super dry. So yeah, no, no. For... Anyone listening to this, disregard. <laughs> yeah, learn a track first. That'll help you. But yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't do that either. So, but but but. <laughs> But the the yeah so the the technical aspects of it is 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 it exponentially becomes more dangerous the the to to get better at base jumping sure. or at least more complicated and so you have yeah. to yeah so so like um like when I when I when I learn about paragliding the the benefits of getting like a a more like an A wing to a B wing you know so like a small wingsuit to a big wingsuit in wingsuiting, it's it's huge. The difference is huge. What I found in paragliding is it's not that not that big a thing. Like to me, all it seemed like is your risk of of problems with your canopy increase, but your performance doesn't increase that much. Hmm. And for me, I was I was a little bit weirded out by that. Like the risk of flying a bigger wingsuit is 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 higher, but your performance is, is significantly higher. higher. Yeah, sure. So if you know what you're doing in it, true. Yes, you, you can lay in a Kalugo two or an Aura three or whatever. You can just lay in it, and you're going to go forward. But and but you're not really flying. It, yeah. You know. Um. So yeah. So so focused on paragliding, having a great time paragliding. Um. Went went and did a flight with um, my friend Chinook and my girlfriend Vanessa, and I was uh I was standing upwind of them, and I. I didn't have my gear set out, so what I was doing is uh, we had we had perfect wind on the takeoff, and I was going to film their 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 uh, launches, and an another one of the, when I didn't explain myself properly, um, and kind of assumed uh, what the other pilot or the other jumper, like my accident in KO, I assumed that they knew what they were going to do, and it also is probably the, 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 the language barrier. My girlfriend, you know, is English is a learned language. It's not her, it's not a natural language for me. I also speak Australian. Uh, I don't pronounce things properly. I, I, I speak too fast, especially when I'm excited and doing things, you know, just, just speaking Aussie. Uh, so I've said to Vanessa, I said, don't fly over there. And she heard fly over there. Mm-hmm. And she was inexperienced enough that she didn't realize herself that we were going to fly to the downwind side of the mountain. And the problem is, is, is if I'd had my gear set out and I took off straight after them, I would have just got on the radio and I said, fly straight. I would have. But I, I filmed their, their, their launches, turned around, unpacked my wing, checked my wing, and then like hooked in, turned okay. around. And and took off. So there's a little bit of time between like their their takeoff and yours. And yeah, few yeah, minute, for, few uh, minutes uh, at least. Yeah, four or five minutes maybe. Yeah. And the thing is, I took off, 
and I got a little bit of lift, so I played around kind of where I was, and then when I flew to where I thought they'd be, they weren't there. And I kind of was looking around for them, looking around for them, looking around for them, saw where they'd flown to, which was the leeward side of the mountain, so um, they were going to be, I mean... We, it was a it was a thermatic day, so you can get thermals. But the problem on the lee side is is it's very turbulent, dirty air. Mm. So you could get good thermals, but you could also get very um, negative downdrafts right in, beside them. So I I kind of looked at where they'd flown to and flew over to them. And I was when I got to them, I wanted to say, "Girls, follow me, and we're going to fly straight out to the valley, and we're going to land." And as I, I kind of got within about three, four hundred meters of Vanessa, she got one of those downdrafts, um, and she downwind landed on the top of a mountain, which um, in paragliding, and it it's not ideal. Top top uh, top landings, as they call them, is always quite turbulent. It's more windy than if you're landing down in the valley, uh, and and. I, I saw her hit the ground with a puff of dust from her. So she looked like Wiley Cody. And then I saw her get dragged for about 100 meters, uh, maybe 150 meters. If it was you, if it was Brian, I probably would have laughed. Right. I would have flown. Maybe checked on us after a little bit from a safe place. (laughs) Well, I would have flown to a place that I knew was better to land at. And then I would have walked probably 500 meters to you guys and been like, yo, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> now, and I would have known if you'd broken your arm, well, tough shit, you broke your arm. I would have helped you, but I wouldn't mm. have. I kind of turned my brain off because I saw my significant other hitting the ground. Uh, and I, I, I man, I, I, I stupidly pretty much got to the ground as fast as I could. And I tried to land right next to her. And I knew that the landing wasn't going to be great. I'd already seen her landings. I'd been, I'd, I'd got like lift. I'd probably got like 200 feet of lift. Mm-hmm. And then I got like 200 feet of sink. Like it felt Ooh. like someone was pushing my head down. So I knew that it wasn't going to be pleasant, but I made the, I made the, the, the decision. I was like, right at, at worst broken ankle, broken leg at best. I'm going to be fine. And in my mind, I was like 80% good, 20% bad. And I'm like, well, for me, I know that I've broken my leg before. Yeah, there are times I'll take those odds. You yeah, know? A, I mean yeah. eighty twenty, and especially when when you you know you, when I mean if it was your wife, if mm-hmm. you know, like I mean it was it was my girlfriend that I'd seen hit the ground, and she got dragged, mm-hmm. and like it looked messy, and I ended up and 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 I stupidly tried to land right next to her. She was she was next to some very very uh, high trees, mm. uh, on the side of quite a steep slope, and she broke her wrist. She broke her wrist. Yeah. So I, I did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for me, as I was turning into wind, my canopy collapsed, mm. and what um, what our instructor um, and sort of our uh, sort of coach or whatever from 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 the our paragliding school said to me, he said, "Yeah, you would have copped the downdraft." So you would have actually had a wind pushing you down. And it was at treetop height that I felt all my controls go slack. And I went, ah, in my mind, I went again, ah, fuck, this is going to hurt. And when I hit the ground, I actually hit the same time as my canopy. My canopy landed the same time in front of me. And so everyone, he said, oh, you stalled it. Well, no, I didn't stall it. 
and I'm 100% sure I didn't stall it. But what I, what I believe has happened is, and now talking to him, is that Downdraft has pushed my canopy forward, collapsed it, and I just hit the ground. And unfortunately, I hit on quite a steep angle. So when my feet hit, I fell straight backwards. And I hit my ass, and I merely knew I broke my back. Mm. Definitely not smart again. I don't know what it is about injuries. Um, got up, walked around, tried to pack up my wing, wrapped up her wrist, tried to do, or did did exactly, tried to help her. Well, you know, I do the I, thing I, you I, wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. So I did. I actually had that in my mind. I said, "Well, you've 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 fucked yourself. Help to 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 go help her." Mm-hmm. So wrapped up her wrist, and then she's like, "Are you okay?" And I said, "I, honey, I've t- just broken my back." And she started crying, and I'm like, "Look, I, this is we, we can't have this now. We, right. Like, this is not the time." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I said to her, "I said, look, I've got an hour of adrenaline until I'm gonna really start having some trouble." So I radioed to the other girl, uh, Chinook, and I told her, "You need to fly straight out to the valley." And she she was lucky enough; she flew straight out of the valley. She got some lift, she got some sink, but nothing as bad as what what we got. She landed safely. I walked about 300 meters. Um, which was probably the wrong thing to do, but well, I was when 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 I was sitting down, I was sitting on some spiky grass and was hurting my ass. Mm. And you know, obviously, you've just hit the ground. You're probably in shock, or you are in shock, so you're not doing the, the right thing. So I I walked about 300 meters and I went lay on a park bench and called up uh, called up Vanessa's brother-in-law and her sister, so Dukes and Jenny, and told them what had happened. Me being my belligerent self if I get myself into a problem I like to get myself out of a problem sure I knew the conditions were bad where we were now the flying conditions were good if we flew where I thought we were going to fly mm. would have been perfect day of paragliding we all flew to the wrong area of paragliding Mis- miscommunication Mis- yeah. and 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 inexperience Vanessa feels guilty because she had read that flying to the leeward side of the mountain is a bad thing. Well, she now knows it's a very bad thing. Yeah. Um, and so she feels guilty. But I told her, look, I, I made the choice to land next to you, so it's all on me. And I'd do it again for sure. I'd probably do it differently um, and hope for a different outcome. Mm-hmm. But I'd still do the same general principle. Um, and and stupidly, I didn't want to take a helicopter um, because all I could think of is, you know, what if somebody actually needs this helicopter? I just got up and I walked to a park bench. Yeah, it, it, it's hard to breathe. My feet are a little bit numb, but I also did just mm. slam them into the floor. Like yeah. in my mind, I just sort of jumped out of the top of a tree sure. and hit the ground. That was the sort of height that I'd done it at. Yeah, but you could walk after this happened. So it's like, mm, it's bad, but you can still walk. So like it's, there's, could be worse. Exactly, yeah. for sure. Like, you know, it could have been a lot worse. And I mean, the voice of reason, um, you know, Dukes came up and he's like, look, man, it's a, it's a back. So, so, so Luke, Luke and Jenny came up and, and, and you know, they kind of all just said, no, you, you, you catching a helicopter and, and Luke, Luke, who's a, who's a very experienced base jumper and, and Dukes is very experienced. They said, look, man, you just don't take, you just don't take a chance with backs or heads. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a broken leg, Hey, you suck it up for sure. You, you know, and, and for leg arm. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I was like, well, for some reason, I wanted to catch the train down and I wanted to go to like the local doctor because I knew they had an x-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, got a helicopter. Um, 
found out the numbness. That's why we have Riga. Yeah, that's why we have and, I, and I've paid it for yeah. like nine years and I've never yeah. used it. Um, also got a, a lot of other insurance as well. And I, you know, I mean, just because I have it doesn't mean I'm going to use it. Yeah. Does so, anybody come to the Valley, buy the Riga, buy your landing card, get the third-party insurance? But, but the third-party insurance, yeah, yeah, for sure as well because it saves your ass. I mean, mm. for me, I hit an, I hit in an open field. If I'd hit on a train tracks and I yeah. stopped the train system, I'm liable to pay. Or if you hit power lines and took out power to the valley yeah. and now, like, you know, people's refrigerators and... It, you know, electricity goes out and now things get yeah. yeah Riga's for effects. you. La- landing card is for is, is for, for the, the farmers. farmers. Yeah. And it's and it's because we're landing on their and, private and property. Third party is for the third else. party is, is, is saving your yeah. ass. So have health insurance too if you're American. Yeah. But, and and um, and and so caught a helicopter. Um they were amazing. Pro- I probably should have lay on the ground. Mm-hmm. It took them a long time to get me off the bench onto the onto the stretcher, uh, which I mean, but I was comfortable on the bench, and um, yeah. So the orthopedic surgeon came in the next day, and I just you know just threw it out to him. I said, "Hey, look, what if I caught a train down, then got in a car?" And he said, "Oh, you you you, you he said you had a good chance of permanent damage." Oof. So, and yeah. I, and and I said, you know, I said, please clarify that. And he said, "Yeah, look, your fracture isn't stable, and with with the jolting and 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 you know moving and you know I mean hopping yeah. in a car in a sitting sitting position." He says, yeah. "He says at worst being a paraplegic," and he says, "And and and Whoa. that you know yeah that's so I, a serious game changer." Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very happy that you know and and I don't know if it's an Australian thing. I don't know if it's a if it's a my personal male thing or whatever like the bravado. Just like suck it up the ass. You've made a mistake. You got to cop it on the chin. I've, yeah. had, I've spent six weeks on my back, not moving. I've had plenty of time to think sure. about it, and I do not regret getting that helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, I mean, many of us in this sport are, are to a degree like alpha males or like a very self reliant people, and you want to like take care of yourself, fix your, fix the problem. You know, uh, not be more of a burden on someone else like when when you do need help so yeah i've been there you know i mean like mine was way less significant than that but um yeah because i i tib fibbed in in twin falls and uh <laughs> i didn't know uh i didn't know that i tib fibbed i just thought maybe i sprained my ankle you know but uh downwinder in chuck taylor's and you know uh, i jumped up real quick at my ankle like snapped when i hit the ground but I jumped up and like shook my leg and, and it just was like, uh, you know, just like, yeah, it was like yeah. jiggly. And like, I didn't want any like bad heat to come on the, on the, on the bridge. Cause they're every year. It's like the talk is like, Oh, they're going to shut down the jumping, you know? And like, I didn't want to like contribute to that. I also was young enough that I didn't know that you could just call like someone with the boat and come get you. Uh, so, you know, I packed my stuff up and T was smart enough. She was like, yeah, I'm not jumping. It's too windy. I was like, ah, I got this, you know, first jump of the trip kind of thing. And, <laughs> and so, like, I, I just, you know, pack my gear up, tuck my chin, and start hobbling. You know, just, like, just go for it. And uh, about an hour into the hike, I was, like, by the first waterfall. So I had gone, Ooh. like, almost nowhere. She texted me, like, where are you? I was like, I'm by the first waterfall. Oh, you're you're hurt. You You said you might be hurt. You're hurt. I'm coming in. So she like hiked in. Yeah, and but like she's tiny. What's out. she gonna do? 
Well, no, she she carried my gear, okay, which, yeah, which yeah, helped okay. a lot. No, no, sorry, like, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I was just thinking she ain't gonna piggyback you no, out. She's no. like what four foot nine? Yeah, she's like five feet, five one. <laughs> Petite girl, yeah. Randy. I mean, yeah. So she carried my gear and like uh, let me like hobble on her till we got to the car. I had a I had JVH for that. He's he was big. JVH was, was a good dude. <laughs> he, was he was big, was amazing dude. Uh, I mean, he didn't yeah. look like tea, but he was good right. to lean on. <laughs> so, so we get to the hospital, and the doc's like, well, "What, what took you so long to get here?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, I had to hike out." He's like, "Hiking injury, yeah." And I'm like, "If this is an insurance question, yes." <laughs> you know, you're like, "It was so, a hiking injury." So mine was hiking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I slipped. Yeah. I slipped on rocks. Yeah. Now, yeah. now the thing is, is I had all the insurance as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and didn't actually realize, like when I told my, uh, when I told Benny, our uh, our uh, teacher at the mm-hmm. paragliding school, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I said it was a hiking injury. He's like, shout out to Chill Out Paragliding. Yeah, Chill Out Paragliding. You guys are awesome, Andy and uh, and Florian and Lucian and Benny, top yeah. top top guys. But yeah, so I told him, I was like, oh yeah, don't. Worry. I, t- I told the I told the medical staff that it was hiking, and he's like, oh no, but you're insured. So what do you mean? He goes, oh, you're part of the Swiss Paragliding mm-hmm. Association, and you're insured. Okay, well, that was my Australian me. That was my yeah. Australian me going like, right. deny, deny, deny. Yeah, like, Americans same way. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but but yeah. So yeah, you want to like kind of, but thankfully you did take that helicopter, you know, and like you did listen to Dukes and Jenny and, and uh, yeah. So like 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 you're, you're not, clearly not, not a par- paraplegic. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm the most yeah. mobile human being uh, right now, but yeah. no, I can definitely. I know. I'm and I I, I will expect. From what every, everyone's mm-hmm. been saying, I'm, I'm expecting a full recovery and mm-hmm. no lasting damage. Okay, yeah. I might have a bit of a backache for the next year or two. Yeah, but hey, if, if that's all I get, um, I mean, not, I'm not saying that I wasn't listening to Vanessa, um, but in in my mind, yeah, I'd, I'd done this to myself. I put myself in this situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sort myself out for it. Sure, and and you know, she was quite emotional. And, you know, you know, and I, and, you know, I, I was more worried about her. I wanted her to sort her, her wrist mm-hmm. out and see what was going on there. And, you know, Luke came up, Dukes came up, Jenny came up and they said, look, man, just, you, you've got the insurance, you've got Rager, you know, you've, you've, you know, and I said, yeah, I've never claimed in nine years of paying it. Even, mm-hmm. even in the years that I stayed in Australia, it was like 40 francs or something like that. I paid yeah. it, yeah. To, you know, uh, and, and getting that for sure was probably the best decision I'd made that day. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's it's you know it's it's been a learning learning curve again. Um, you know, assessing what I'd done, not being enough experienced in paragliding. You know that I I thought it was going to be turbulent. I thought it was you know the conditions were not great to land in. I knew that going into making my decision to land there, I never realized that I could get that much of a down push in a downdraft. Mm-hmm. Also coming from a skydiving and base jumping background, our canopies won't get, be affected as much by that. I might have experienced those conditions before, mm-hmm. and definitely I've jumped in strong turbulent conditions in Australia. I mean, I come from Perth; it's the third windiest city in the world. But the the base canopy, the skydiving canopy, won't get affected like a paragliding canopy. So, I mean, I'm hoping we're we're march uh what are we now sorry october 20 yeah it's almost november yeah so nearly november i started this this won't actually air until probably january but i started i I started march april um paragliding and 
I'm hoping to start again mid-November. Nice. <coughs> yeah, I'm hoping to do some paragliding with you when, whenever uh, whenever you get back in the sky. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and I'm pretty happy in that it, it's going to be snow, so hopefully mm. I can just sort of slide it in skiing yeah. um, on the skis. And, and, and also, the, you know, like six months, uh, six months of in paragliding and I broke my back, but it's my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's, there's plenty of paragliders that will go their whole career without hurting themselves. You know, like uh, my mum was here a month and a half before I broke myself and I strapped her to a tandem paraglider and I flew next to her. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. Cause obviously I can't take my mum um, base jumping. Mm-hmm. You take her skydiving, and, I, and 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 she's done a skydive with me before. Yeah. But when when the tandem guy opens the parachute, you're not near her. So mm-hmm. you know. So for this, I, I was talking to her for ten fifteen minutes, and she when she landed, she said, "Now I understand why you know I live in Switzerland. Yeah. You know she's she, she understands why I kind of do what I do." And she said, "She said to me, she said that was one of the most amazing things I've ever done." She said, "How does that compare to para, uh, base jumping?" And I said, "Look, quite honestly, mum, ten percent." Yeah. And she went, wow. She said, and, and you know, it, it definitely brought us closer together. And, and for, for me, it's the recovery part of it. It's physical. The mental part is, all right, ask, ask me how I'm going when I'm strapped to my paraglider yeah. again. It might, you know, I'm probably not going to be the most calm, collected person. Mm. But I need to, one, trust my gear. I need to, to become better. And for that, I've been studying whether more... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing my first flights off somewhere very, very, very relaxed with the school again, yeah. and you know, pro- and also trust myself in that I knew the problem before I'd had my problem, mm-hmm. and I knew that going into that was going to be problematic. Sure. So for for this, you know, and I and I said to Vanessa, I said, hey, like, you know, I'll follow you any anywhere, honey. I love you. Yeah. And you did. <laughs> yeah, and I did. You know, and I was, uh, but, but I said to her, I said, hey, if this happens again, I'm going to do it differently. Yeah. And I said, and you might be sitting there for maybe a minute or two with a broken arm again. Yeah. And she now understands. I mean, I said to her, I said, honey, the ground hurts. The first, when we first started paragliding, I said, the ground hurts. Mm-hmm. And she, she never understood it. Same with the whole punch in the face thing. Sure. But yeah. now she does. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I definitely got some points. I mean, I rolled in there going like, "Don't worry, I'll save you." Hit the ground and was like, "I need saving." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know, she 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 learned a lot from her mistake, and and I'm glad she only broke her wrist. Yeah. Um, she's back paragliding as well. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome, and yeah, she's nervous and she's scared, but she's prepared. Yeah, and she has, uh, you know, once something like that happens. Uh, you come at things with a different perspective, and and you realize that there's a little more going on than than uh, just because yeah, you think oh yeah, something bad could happen, and but then when something does happen, it, everything becomes more real to you. And and yeah. you also you don't you don't know what you miss because you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't even recognize it. You don't even recognize that you like the the amount of base jumping videos that I've seen. Where through my experience, I'm like, oh shit, mm, yeah, and the yeah. and the guy is showing at me, thinking he's done a rad job, right? He just doesn't know how close he's come because he's never come close to to to. to it's like, and you know, and and she now, 
for sure understands that she needs to be better mm-hmm. for for everyone because you know and I'm not saying like for sure if she didn't fly where she flew I probably wouldn't have broken my back but you can't change that I chose to land there she you know like so it's not her fault that what happened to me I chose mm-hmm. that and and I told her quite often like once your feet leave the ground I can't help you I can direct you but if you don't if you don't listen to my directions I can't help you right I can yell in a radio all 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 I want and and it's not going to do anything unless you react to it. And now she understands that a lot more. And it's also, she now understands that if she's flying with a group, she needs to be better because her actions affect the group. Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and the good thing about that is, is I now, since her accident, I stress a lot less because she's experienced something. And, you know, a broken wrist isn't fun. We, you know, right. I, I would much prefer not to have been hurt. I much prefer mm-hmm. not to have happened, but because it's happened, we got to take a positive from it. We got to learn from it, and you know, we're not, we're not, we're not playing cards. We're not, we're, right. we're, we're you not know, baking cakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the you know the enjoyment that we get out of this, I mean, it it far exceeds the physical damage that I've that I've sure. I've, I've, I've been involved with and there's a there's a meme i i always think of it was, it's like kermit the frog's like looking out the window and it's like all raining outside and he looks all sad and, and it says uh i wonder if my shitty landing thinks about me as much as i think about it yeah. and it's like <laughs> so many of those from like that's so because you just spend all that time while you're recovering thinking about what you could have done differently or what you know or had i done this or had i not done that you know blah 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 and like blah, but all you can do is just do your best to recover and, and stay sane and, and not not do that again. Exactly. In, in the whole thing, not do that again. Yeah. Uh, you know, would I would I not do a two-way with Dan off KL? No, I'd, I'd do one with him. 100%. But, but maybe, maybe but, have a little more, you know, like you know, pre-jump exactly, preparation. Exactly. Yeah. It was, you know, and, and, and same with this paraglide with Vanessa. You know, we're going to paraglide a lot together. But what what she's learnt from it mm. was unteachable. Really, it was so vital. I knew it just from from my my background in parachute sports, mm-hmm. and and she even said afterwards, like like I said earlier, she she knew she shouldn't have flown there. She 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 she'd fl- we'd flown there in that area in the morning about three days before, and it was perfect conditions. <laughs> And she said, you know, you know, she said to me, she said, just because we flew there before, doesn't mean it's okay again. And 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 for her to 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 recognize that, it's 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 the best thing for it. In that, yeah. like she, you know, like if she if she was like, oh, my canopy like pushed me into the ground and I collapsed, and, and oh, oh well, well, don't paraglide. Like my canopy collapsed because I was in shitty conditions. Right. That's why. Like, mm-hmm. my canopy's been fine when it's been flyable in flyable conditions. Yeah. So, it's 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 yeah. it's always... And, and, and how you assess what you're going to do and and learn from what you're going to do. You, you, you know, you can't not... You can talk about it all you want. You can read about it all you want, but you've got to go out and do it. Yeah. And and that's the best thing about what we do, but because cause achieving what we, we set out to do is, is so much fun. It's it's 
it's you know it's it's uh i mean trying to explain it is is just you know like that that the the best space jumps i've done you know there's only a few things in my life that can can i can relate that to and yeah. and and same with paragliding and same with with riding motorcycles uh it's it's such a it's such a a precious little thing that we kind of constantly chase and and I, I I want to be better and better and better. Now I don't want to be the best. I mean, it'd be really nice if I was the best. But physically, mentally, I probably won't ever be the best. Um, when when I was racing bikes, I was never the best. I was never world champion. I was never AMA champion. You know, wasn't even close. I got the most out of what my body and my mental state could do. And and for that, I'm I'm very proud of that for 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 paraglide base jumping i haven't achieved that yet i still feel like i can get better but just because somebody's doing something yeah it's good to compare yourself to them but it's not mm. good to judge yourself against them sure yeah i agree 100 percent um and and we all we all have different definitions of what the best is you know and and uh we all have skewed uh perspectives on, of our own accomplishments and of our abilities and so it's like you just have to do you have to do what you want to do and be happy with what you're doing and just just go with it because yeah. like, we, were, we were talking uh offline you know about the difference between like uh athletes and whatever base jumping is you know or like uh or like a sport versus this the you know? lo- a lifestyle choice. yeah exactly exactly and uh because we can do this whenever we want like yeah, like you were saying you know it's like we don't have to be somewhere at a certain time. I mean, you know, yeah, doing like a certain thing. I mean, yeah, athletes have to be doing a specific task at a specific time at a specific place, and it doesn't matter what what the conditions are. Like a like a, a, a you know LeBron James, he has to be at the Cleveland Cavaliers training center on a Tuesday morning at this time. Mm-hmm. It's it's he has to be there. He ha- he can't be in my. We we can yeah we can go base jumping, but we don't have to base jump. Even even in the competitions of base jumping, we can choose whether we want to or not. Um, I mean, okay, we might not get invited back, <laughs> yeah. you know. But but uh, but that if happen. if 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 the conditions are questionable, um, then we make the choice whether we go or whether we don't. Mm-hmm. And 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 the organizers can't say anything if it's if it's snowing, um, you know, uh, uh, an American football player has to play. If mm-hmm. it's you know if it's it's fifty degree uh, uh, centigrade, what's hundred degree Fahrenheit, yeah. they have to play. You know, like for us, even even if if we're at a competition, if 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 I'm not comfortable, and ninety nine other competitors are comfortable, I'm not going. Yeah, and for that, you know. It's it's what it's what differentiates us as as you know yeah okay we're 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 athletic and what we're doing is is sportish, but it's more that lifestyle and that you know like hey, this jump or this this you know uh, uh, sort of event isn't worth my life right, you know it's like you were saying like LeBron you know shoots a three, and you know bricks it, whatever like it, 
his percentage goes down a little bit. Like yeah, and he and he, and he might lose a championship. Yeah, yeah. we but, send it and screw up, and the consequences are much greater. Yeah, you know? and and the other thing is, we can send it, we can do it really well, mm-hmm. and still fail. Yeah, and and that's we can do and, everything right and still end up dead. Yeah, I mean, it's a, and that's so. and that's and that's where like for me, it's not a sport. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a sport you get that double fault, you get that second foul mm-hmm. shot, you. If you know, we're, if we're lucky, we get a redo. You know, it's like yeah, a, yeah. yeah. We, well, we, if we're lucky, we get a redo with bruises and scratches. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and maybe our egos hurt a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. and and for sure, that's where you know, like the the base jumping community and and, and the skydiving community. And and I mean, I'm, I've only just started in the paragliding community, but but the the freedom of information and the and the giving. Mm-hmm. Um, is very very open and it's very unique. Uh, I mean, when I met you guys, you know, it was it was oh, these guys are solid. Okay, sweet. From from that day on, I never questioned whether you know they like if we did a two way, if we were drinking in the pub. I I never questioned that I'm going to get hit by you one drunk or two in the air or three. You know, like, <laughs> it was it was vouched for by another person that, yeah. that that these boys are solid and that's all i needed you know yeah. and well that's the great thing about our community is like you know w- once someone vouches for you it's it means something you know? yeah exactly and then and then also you know like speaking speaking with you guys about like what your goals are mm-hmm. and and you know what you want to get out of it it it's it's good um in that i could say look boys from my experience, which is which is a little bit more than yours, you're not yet ready. Mm-hmm. Let's let's mm-hmm. get some let's get some exit solid. Yeah, that's let's, not going to hurt our feelings. You, you know, know, yeah, exactly. We have a beer at the there, end of the there day. There are people that would let us go do a jump just to jump with us, and maybe we're not ready for it. But they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll bring them along anyways. Yeah, or or you but tell. I appreciate when someone says like, no, you know. Yeah. Like, or, or no, no. These are the reasons uh-huh. why, and you're an adult. Go do it if you yeah, want. Exactly. But, 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 you know, like there's there's some people that if you know if you say to them like, nah, man, like, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they they have a cry, they have a whinge. It's like, mm-hmm. man, like, dude, I'm base jumping. It's what? It's like I'm gonna. I want that little bit of rock all to myself. No, yeah. man, I don't want that. It's like I want everybody to enjoy this, but also and I want everybody to finish it too exactly. and come back from it. Exactly. And you know, like being, being harsh, like I've said to a few people, I'm like, man, a fucking dead body is a big inconvenience to my day. Yeah. And maybe that's selfish that you don't want to deal with a dead body that day, but, but at the same time you want them to live, you know? And uh, and the thing is, you know, I want them to live and, 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 and for sure you have to say it sometimes bluntly to, to, to get through to them. Mm. And, and yeah, a, a dead body is an inconvenience to me. It's happened a few times and, but the, the 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 reason why I'm saying that is because I don't want it to be a waste. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I know that you know you're you're questionable on whether you're going to do this jump successfully or not, it's not a double fault. It's not a second foul shot. Mm-hmm. It's fuck, man. You that's you're it. fucking dead. Yeah, that's it. And 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 the 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 sad thing is 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 my friends that have died base jumping i don't really miss base jumping with them i miss all the other stuff yeah yeah 100% like yeah. I, I miss driving to the drop zone on a friday night you know i miss 
you know, rolling around to their house and, you know, like having a barbecue. It's, you know, like, I mean, I, I don't have any kids, but, but, you know, like they're never going to meet my kids. They're never going to have their own kids. They're never, you know, or, or if they do have their, their own kids, like they're not going to see them graduate or they're not going to exactly. see all those other things. And, yeah. and, and for that, like, okay, we know the risks. We know that there is a slight chance that this could happen, but that is probably one of the main reasons why we do it. And, and, and that's where, you know, for me, like, like, like you said earlier, it's all on me. Mm. Like I chose like, like KL. Okay. I'm 99% sure if I didn't get pushed while I was deploying my parachute, I wouldn't have hit the building, but I still flew to Malaysia. I still went to the top of that building. Mm -hmm. I still jumped off that building. Yeah. Was, uh, the, you know, that was all me and I have to wear that. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the, you know, big motto for me is jump with people you like, you know? Yeah. And because I really like Dan, I really like him a lot. I went, I, you know, last year I was jumping with him and it was great and it was fun. And, you know, it was, it was worth seeing his smile on the exit and his laughter on the ground. But, but if, you know, if, if, if you don't like someone and, and okay, I'm not saying you're going to hate each other, but you know, but there's, there's some personalities that clash and there's just, man, there's nothing wrong with doing a solo, yeah. you know, for, for, for other jumpers out there because, you know, you might not like them for two, three, four years, but then you're going to have one night, probably at the Horner, right? Maybe at Vegas. Where you sort it out. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, but not even that you actually realize like, yeah. because, Oh fuck! This guy actually base jumps. Or this chick base uh -huh. jumps. Like they've got to be similar to me somehow. I might have thought that they were fucking dickhead because what they wrote on the net, or mm. they heard that you know they heard some stories about me, or whatever, whatever, you know. But they're doing the same thing as you, and it's such a small population. You, you know, you you got to have some sort of you know For connection, sure. and you just got to get you got to see that connection, and and that's and that's sort of one of the important things with base jumping in that like. You know, there's there's people that I've said, hey man, like don't do that, mm. and you know, two three years later we're friends, and they said, oh man, thank fuck for that, right? You know, and I don't want to teach you, I don't want to mentor you, I don't want to instruct you, but I do, I definitely want to jump with you later when you know when I think right. you're safe, and and I and also want you and your mates to not deal with what I had to deal with 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 my crew in that yeah. you know, a couple of deaths. Yeah, and you want people to learn from the things that you've done or the things you've seen, and yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, that that when I was when I was uh, mentoring, I don't know how many bad ideas a couple of these guys came up with, and I was always like, no, and they'd be like, well, why? Because I, like, I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't go so well, you know. Yeah, like, and and please don't be me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like I got lucky. I, yeah, I want you to not make the mistakes I made. That's why. That's why I don't want you to do yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not good. I got lucky. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, it's it's funny. I was I was I was on I was on uh, uh, La Mousse, which is one of the more uh, easier exits of the valley. Yeah, one of my favorite hikes, and and still an awesome jump. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, that's probably where I'd go when I'm start jumping again. Yeah. I'll go back there. If I lived in Vingen, I'd do La Mousse every. <laughs> if I had to get to the valley, like I'd I'd, you, just, I'd do it. Probably High La Mousse is a bit easier exit. I, I haven't done Hyla Moose yet. No, yeah. well, I'm you can do a slider, slider off is fun. Yeah. So, but, but anyway, so I'm, I'm up there and there's a couple of guys that they've just finished their base course. So they're 40 to 50 jumps in approximately something like that, you know, and for me, hadn't done much tracking, done a lot of wingsuiting, 
um, and had the tracking suit on, and I was a little bit nervous. Had had the sweaty palms. So when I high five, and they're all like, "Oh, <laughs> you're a bit nervous." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no shit." And they're like, you know, uh, they, they kind of looked at me, and I'm like, "Look, guys, yeah. I, I got seven years in this sport. Yeah, if I'm nervous, you fuckers really should be." Yeah, and then sure. they kind of switched on, and they went. I was like, you know, like, hey, we're gonna have fun. This is cool, but it's still base jumping. Mm-hmm. Like, let's 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 let's. Make sure we have maximum fun with maximum safety so we can all tell each other how fucking awesome we are mm. over a beer at the Horner. Right. And watch our sick vi- video yeah. on our MacBooks. And show know, all the, the Kentucky girls yeah. <laughs> that we're the fucking baddest of the baddest. Yeah, and turn the volume all the way up so it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the, impor- all the important things in the yeah. base in life. Like, you know, so... yeah. Cool. Well, you got anything you want to like uh, plug or bring up or anything before we we call this? Oh, plug? I don't know. Like, uh, th- this would have been like the time when like someone said like, "Oh yeah, check out my Facebook page." Or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, like, uh, we're, no. We're, we're just like, yeah, no, just, yeah. Don't have, don't have yeah. an athlete page. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely not an athlete. Uh, you know, that's why I originally started the Base Life Facebook page. It's because I didn't want a look at Randy Page. Not saying that that's what other athlete pages are, but I wanted something that would like uh, share the good things about the sport. And then I had no clue because I was like three years ago. Like I had no clue that that would turn into this, you know, with the podcast. But uh, but the podcast is exactly that: just trying to share like the beautiful moments with friends, and maybe some people will learn some things. You know, that that kind of thing, you know. Well, so I don't put any base jumping uh, videos, photos, or try not yeah. to on Facebook. Yeah. Just my parents are on Facebook, uh, and my mum understands it now after some skydiving, after her paraglide, and after she's seen me base jump. But my dad, we don't discuss it. Mm-hmm. He knows I do it. That's it. And I want to be respectful to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I also, you know, don't get into this uh, putting up a black, you know, picture. I don't understand that. Like, you, you know, if one of my friends has unfortunately passed away doing what we do, mm-hmm. one, we all knew what we were doing. Sure. So it's, it, yeah, it, you know, like absolutely. saying it's a tragic accident is like fucking dropping fucking 10 bickies in your head and then saying, oh, my God, I can't believe he OD'd. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck off. Like you're base jumping. It's not a tragic accident. You fucking jumped off a cliff. Right. But I want to still want to enjoy. So I'll I'll change my profile picture to a, to a great picture with that friend. Mm-hmm. Um. Or you know, but but you know, and 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 I mean the 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 BSBD. I just it, I detest that. Yeah. It, if if you if you don't know what it is, it's the blue skies black death. Go fuck yourself. If if anybody <laughs> writes that on my Facebook page. And I'm dead. You're not my fucking friend <laughs> because you can't even write. Well, hopefully I go in before you because because <laughs> now I'm gonna do it just to be like a few maps. I want I want A B C D all bad cunts dead. That's what I want. But but for me, it's such a cheap shitty way. In that, okay, if I don't personally know the person, mm. I don't. Re- I'm not really gonna write about them, or I'm not gonna post, even mm. if they're a famous person, like. I knew Johnny Flores. 
Yeah. If I too. if I walked down the street, he would have said hello to me. I would have said hello to him. Yeah. But actually knowing him very closely, like some of his friends. Yeah. So I'm not going to write about him. I'm going to you know I'm going to you know wish his family the best. I'm going to hope that you know that they are okay. But I don't have any say in that. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's one of my best mates that I've been jumping with, like if it's you boys, I think you're worth more than four fucking letters. Sure. Personally, for me. Yeah. Well, it, uh, not not to judge anybody that's done the, the the black photo thing for Facebook, but I feel like there's a degree of uh, attention. Look that, at me. Look at me. Look at me. Like I knew this guy, and now I'm sad. It's yeah. Like, it's like well, no shit. A lot of people knew that guy, and now they're sad too. And then also yeah, the other thing know. is, is why the fuck is your, your auntie? Oh, Jeff. Why the why is the mm-hmm. picture black? Oh, yeah, well, one of my friends died based yeah, on... It's, like, it's like an attention thing. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. I mean, that's my perspective. I don't know. But yeah, uh, for, I, I have the same. Like, for yeah. me, I put I put some photos and some videos of base jumping in general life on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fun. My parents aren't on Instagram. And my friends back in Australia, my sister, who yeah. don't jump, wanted to know. So mm-hmm. I put that on Air Mavs. It's, it's, I mean, shit, I think today I posted a video of me making coffee because the coffee machine had been broken for two days. <laughs> and that's really important to me. Yeah. That's really, so, you know, it's not just pure base jumping, base jumping, yeah. base jumping. Like l- the whole base life thing, it's base life. Yeah, we base jump, but we also yeah. life. There's here. more we, to it. For sure. They were, what, 22 base jumpers went to a theme park in, in Germany last week and not one had base a rig blast, taken. not a single base rig on the premise. Knowing that there were seven jumpable cranes within yeah. a walking distance of a hotel. Not to mention a couple of spots within the park were oh. for sure jumpable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's, and, and, I mean, that's the, the, I mean, if, if, if you're new to base jumping or if you haven't gone to an event, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the the base jumping events are great. Like KL is one mm. of the best events. Yeah, uh, the, it's, it's a milestone for sure. You know, in most people's jumping, you know, Turkey Boogie, yeah. amazing event. I've yeah. not done the mustache boogie. Zach and those mustache is a blast. Okay, oh. but but the thing is, is is for me KL Turkey Boogie. I'm there to jump. Yeah, I'm not there to socialize because you know it's very rare that I go to United States. Um, but but what what the community's done is for for my first. Uh, uh, turkey boogie back in like 2011 or 12 it was jump 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 and then on the final night we all left uh, the the one that was just gone last year I can't remember who the organizers were um, I know Milson was selling tickets but but and, and like heaps of the Utah girls they organized an amazing party and the cool thing about it was we'd all jumped our ass off for a week but then we all got together parted our asses off you know and and you know i got to talk to people that i only usually talk to for 25 minutes while i'm packing my parachute and then i'm off jumping this he's jumping that you always say oh we'll meet up Mm -hmm. uh," and then you end up not and and that's and you know and and i think base jumping for me has evolved into something that it is it's more of a a a a sky family event yeah you know i mean five years ago there is not a chance in hell that I would have gone last weekend without a base rig. Mm-hmm. No, no chance in hell. Yeah. And you guys would have had a day in the park and I would have tried to do three or four cranes that night. Mm-hmm. But you evolve. You realize that, yeah, you know, okay, if I really want to go get those cranes, I can drive up now mm-hmm. or, you know, whenever, when I'm healthy again and I can get them. But you got to put things into perspective. And yeah, hey, early base jumpers or new base jumpers, jump hard, mm-hmm. jump fun, like, you know, have fun. You, yeah. You're going to charge. 
Yeah, but sometimes like skipping that jump to go have lunch with a bunch of more experienced base jumpers, they're gonna start talking about some stuff that you might pick up that little like a nugget. Oh, you know, yeah. like that's like way more valuable than like getting one more jump off the bridge. You know, yeah. Like, and and so. guys like Sean Tumor, mm-hmm. like Low, I mean, for one of the reasons why I'm a fast hiker and fit hiker is so I can hang with Low. Yeah. So I can hear what he's saying. Who, and yeah. He was a beast, and he's also yeah a little bit older than us. So like, but but putting us to shame, you know. So yeah, like, you know, and 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 guys like Matt Frolick, like, love you, low. Yeah, <laughs> love you, low. You're a legend. But but you know, like guys like Matt Frolick. Low was on the very first recording of this. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh the nice. Very first nice. one. We were at Scott Eveshbach. But like guys like guys like Matt Frolick who don't jump anymore, still have more experience. I mean, I, I, I think he still jumps a little bit. But he doesn't jump how he used to. I mean, I think he sure. did 500 plus his first year. Like he, he beast moded it. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is he 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 learned by fire. He's got dead mates, you know, like and and and, and they're my mates as well. And but and 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 he charged and he did does everything: low stuff, high stuff, wingsuit, aerials. Like he and and man, I would take away a weekend of jumping to have a lunch afternoon with him. Yeah, because. For the next year, my jumping is going to be significantly better from the knowledge I can get yeah. from him. Yeah, he's going to give you things to think about. Yes. And and the thing is, is, is the things that you think about, you never would have even come to the conclusion of, or you never even would have thought about. Mm-hmm. Like there's things that he's that he's told me that in seven years of base jumping, I've never even come across or thought of until I spoke with him and he brought it up. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's the amazing part about it. So for sure, you know, Jumping's important. That's why we do it. It's great. But trying to get that, yeah, like that one jump off the bridge or that, you know, in between showers at high nose, you know, mm-hmm. th- there's probably guys like Grainy or they're, you know, the, uh, like Nate and Sam that are, that are chilling at the Horner for that, you know, mm-hmm. and and don't be intimidated by them. They were, they were once right. z- zero jumps. They they're were just, shit. They're just dudes. Yeah, they're guys. I met Grainy on his first, like when he was learning to base jump. Like yep. we, I rolled up to, I was a, baby base jumper myself i got maybe 20 base jumps at the time and we clicked like immediately i was like well, we are going to be friends oh I yeah. Just knew, yeah, yeah, yeah i just knew when i met him was, you know and and you know like if the thing is is the 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 hardest thing with our sport is the longer i jump the less of my friends i get to jump with mm-hmm. it's a fact but if young guys are coming up and talking to me you know, and, and, you know, like, yeah, in two or three years, if I'm still around, I'll, I'll be jumping with you, you know, like you, you're, you're going to be at my level then, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the beauty of it is, is Grainy's seen it. I've seen it. Lowe's seen it. Matt's seen it. We've seen enough that we want that person to be around till the 20, 30, 40 years time. Mm-hmm. And those people will then tell those people and those people will tell those people. Yeah. And like th- theoretically, in five years' time, if we jump relatively safe, and we always try and jump as safe as we can, I mean, we still have to push it, but we shouldn't really be having the fatalities like last year. Yeah. And and also the other thing is 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 we're learning as as a community. From in my mind, one foot off the deck or ten foot off the deck doesn't it doesn't make a difference for me the the only thing it makes difference is is the danger 
Mm-hmm. Now, if you if, this is a little trick. If you want to get your fucking super cool shot, put your GoPro to medium. Don't have it at wide. And then you don't have to fly it one foot. Fly it 10 foot. Mm-hmm. It still looks like one foot. <laughs> like, you know, that's a cheap move. That's what I do. But, yeah. but you know, like, it's, it's I... I enjoy jumping so much that it's not worth my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know it could take it and it wouldn't be a waste. But man, there's so yeah. much more rad shit to do. Yeah. Like yeah, 100%. So remember that, those of you that are getting into it, yeah. there's more rad shit to do than just base jump. And still, enjoy like, your family, enjoy your friends. But I mean, like even in base jumping, jump hard. But even in yeah. base jumping, like <laughs> wingsuit base jumping, just because you wingsuit base jump doesn't mean you're you're any better than a you know low antenna jumper in mm-hmm. Australia yeah. or, or or a Moab jumper. It's still base jumping. It's still gnarly yeah. as fuck. You know, like there is no levels in my mind of base jumping or what's better. I, I like to be a well rounded base jumper. Yeah. So I like to be able to fly wingsuit. Same. I like to be able to track. I like to be able to do low stuff, I, I think urban stuff. Yeah, the bandit stuff is that's its own discipline. It doesn't get a lot of attention these days, but you know that's that's and, and, part and, of the and, game. It's part of our culture. And one of the best things about that is is we know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've bandit jumped quite a lot, but you're never going to see one of my bandit yeah. jumps on a on, on Instagram on or Facebook, on Facebook yeah. because the problem with that is is it's going to be seen by somebody that's going to make it difficult for somebody in the future to do it. Mm. Um, and and the, the thing about that is, is there's nothing worse than rolling into a city that you didn't even know is hot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you talk to the wrong person that's, that says, yeah, yeah, we're all good to go. And the cops are just all over you like a rash because, yeah. because they've seen, you know, somebody jump something, you know. And it could have even been three, four years ago. But, you know, you know what a city looks like. Yeah. You know, for sure. If you want to see my bandit jumps, I'll show you. You're going to learn from it, but come speak to me, and I, you know, I'll send, I'll send you the the movie link. But if it goes up on YouTube, man, I'm mm-hmm. chewing you out. Yeah. You know, there, there's and there's guys to learn from that are fucking incredible at it. Like all those Lemmings boys, yeah. they're they're ninjas. fucking ninjas. Yeah. Like go learn from them, but go actually go jump with them. Yeah. And you know the other thing is, is they'll have cameras running. Don't even take a camera in. You got to enjoy buildings. Like they're my favorite object. Enjoy buildings for, for sure. what they are, because yeah. I mean, majority of buildings you're going to get three to five second delay. You're going to land at night. You're not going to get any good Maybe, footage. Maybe not, anyway. not if you're jumping with the lemmings. You're going to get like a like a one and a half. Yeah. Like, some of them. Yeah, <laughs> some, but you know, like it's, it's it's probably yeah. going to be at night, so the footage yeah. isn't going to be that good anyway. Yeah. So you know, like I I love not having to worry about a camera when I'm bandit jumping. Yeah. And and you know. I, I haven't jumped a camera since uh, the Madeira incident when I almost drowned. It was like I took the camera off for the rest of the year. Perfect. That was it. <laughs> what, not, not, I mean, they're definitely definitely learning tools, yeah. and you can learn a lot from them. Yeah. Um, you know, like for sure, looking back at my KL accident, if I'd gone rises, it might have been different. But I didn't. That's yeah. that's something to learn from that someone else can learn. But you know, like even if I even if I didn't have a camera on that jump, the outcome's the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, 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 oh man, they're, they're a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. They're, they're good, but they're, they're yeah, evil. yeah, and they're, they're good, for, they're so good for learning. Um, but half the time, I don't even look at the footage unless something weird happens, you know, and I'm like, well, let's, let's take a closer look at that. Like, you know, was, I mean, was I off axis? Was it a, 
you know, was it, was did I pitch in a turn? You know, or you know, blah blah. You know, those kind of things. So like, I, I mean, for me personally, I'm using other people's footage, and I'm using my personal footage to learn more about a jump. Let's say, let's say we, we're going to go do Bus Alp. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show Fun you jump. Love that yeah, one. Cool. I'm yeah. going to show you my footage. And then you're gonna. Then I then I want to see your footage if you've mm-hmm. jumped it or if you haven't jumped it yet. You can learn off my footage a lot. But still, I still you know like even like Gitchin because it's mm-hmm. such a long jump. I haven't done that one yet. We'll, we'll go to that next yeah. year for sure. But but you 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 and Brian, you know, you should. Brian, prob- I'm pretty sure Brian has it. But, mm, maybe not. I know Aaron hit it uh, a couple weeks ago. Gitchin. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it, brilliant. I love it. But but the thing about it is is your ability to learn off that and and you know this is like when I started jumping like a rock drop you know and and a guess was good there's now fly sight data there's there's GPSs there's you know like and the cameras are good enough with the you know yeah so 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 what what I you know I was saying to Brian off 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 air is we're gonna use all that. So you, when you start jumping this, this jump, nothing's going to be like, Ooh, ah, oh, wow. Now I'm not saying you're going to be like in the line, deep and dirty going for it. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. First jump dudes going into the crack, like, like no, no recon mission, nothing. But yeah. Just, I mean, there's a lot of footage out there on the crack though. So yeah. Knows. But also the I'm thing not, is, I'm not justifying that as the right decision, but yeah. But also how do, how do you fly it. compared to how do I fly? I mean, what do you, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm five ten. Yeah, I'm five um, eleven. So, yeah, you know, but 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 the thing about that is, this is where the fly sight data. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be looking at yours, you can be looking at mine, and I can be saying, "Yeah, Randy, we've we, you know we've got this with it with an uh, a, a allowable percentage of of margin of error." Mm-hmm. You know, we okay, cool. Like, you know, you, your first flight anyway, you're not down in anything, but you can you can then instead of having to do your big over the top recon jump. You kind of mm-hmm. drop it down by half, and it also gives you more confidence in saying, "Yeah, I can do the start, I can do the flight, I can I can peel out, pitch, and land where I need to." If I do everything right, okay. Now, that's a really good confidence booster to have on an exit point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than standing there going, "Fuck me!" Like, like. All right, I know I can do the exit, but I really hope I can fly out of this thing. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, because there's so much more to a jump these days than just the drop. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's and and that's where this data mm-hmm. we can start using so much better and more. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of guys are doing it, but you know, I was talking to Brian about it. I'm like, mate, get a fly sight, mm-hmm. get a fly sight, and do twenty off via, and I'll do twenty off via, and then we can compare. Mm-hmm. Now, because I've done. Hyla Moose, you know, and other jumps that you guys will want to be doing, you know, I might say, hey, you guys have got this easy. Right. Okay. Now, based off flight out. Yeah. Because when you eliminate the uh, variables. Exactly. You know? yeah. and, and the thing is, is all right, I'm not going to say you got, got it easy, but you guys have got it in your ability mm-hmm. and your skill range now with your currency. Okay. In, f- in five months' time after winter, probably not, or maybe mm-hmm. yes. I don't know. But how are you jumping now with, with, with the data and the information that we've got and the conditions that we've got, you guys will be good. And, you know, you guys sh- will be good if everything goes right. Mm-hmm. And so then it's obviously up to you guys to perform the task to, to a susceptible level. But the, the good thing about that is, is you guys can go in there with that knowledge. There's, yeah. you know, like going there and going, fuck, I hope. Yeah. Like, you know, 
I hope. I don't like hoping. Hope, yeah. You know. No. No, and uh, I don't like maybes. I, I like to take all that as much of that out as as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. It's huge. Brian, you got anything to add to this? No. No. <laughs> you want to? We want to call this. Yeah, we're done. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Mavs. Let's yeah. do this again. Yeah, it was awesome. This is, yeah, this is this is just the first time we. Uh, this is our little mobile setup, so we can do this whenever. If you got something on your mind that you want to talk about, we'll we'll, we'll bring the. Uh, yeah, let's try not talk about injuries. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, maybe that was a little <laughs> bit dark, but it was an easy one. You know, like, uh, you've got uh, a, given the. Uh, you, you have a lot of material on that, so it's like, uh, and and I feel like it's something that people want to hear about. You know, because it's a. Uh, it's a consideration for people who want to get into this sport, you know, like, uh, or any of the sky sports, like you're, you're going yeah, to the ground hurt. hurts. That's my number yeah. one rule. Ground hurts. Number ground two, hurts. number two, no matter what parachute sport you're going to do, you're going to hit the ground. Mm-hmm. If you're good enough, you're going to hit it soft enough. Right. Um, so far in skydiving, I've been good enough. Haven't had a problem skydiving touch wood. I mean, I probably just right. jinxed myself for sure. <laughs> um, uh, base jumping, haven't hit the ground, but, Buildings hurt and mm-hmm. paragliding, ground hurts. Yeah. So, um, but you know, like, you your recovery gives you a lot of time to think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, gives you a lot of time to plan things. And for me, knowing that the possibility of this happening, it doesn't make it easier, but it makes it more accepting. Mm-hmm. And then from that, it's you know physios. Doctors, they're professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, if you get somebody saying, oh, don't do this, qu- quit this, stop doing this, mm-hmm. my argument is, hey, man, a mechanic doesn't tell you how to drive a car. Mm-hmm. He just fixes your car. You just you just fix me because this is what I'm going to do. Right. And if you tell them that straight off the bat, yep. they're a lot more accepting. That's a good way of putting it. And, and then from that, you then, like, you know, I mean... I feel like three weeks ago, I could have gone paragliding and probably could have gone base jumping. Mm. And, you know, I felt like I could have, whether I would have done more damage, you know, and it's, it's being smart. If I was, if I was 19 years old again, I probably mm. would have started jumping again. Sure. But going through what I've gone with, you know, since the age of 22, it was, it was about 28 that my right ankle continually kept playing up and mm. I knew what it was from. And, you know, from 22 to 28, I didn't give a shit about it because it never bothered me. And now yeah. it bothers me. So just try and be smart with that. Yeah. Do, do, the, do the proper physio, do the proper things. And then, you know, you've got your experience now to assess what you need to do. Yeah. And then after that, everything's roses. Because if it's worth getting hurt over, it's really, really worth doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all, my, all my hobbies involve eye protection and headgear. That's it, you know. Yeah. And and wear protective gear. Don't yeah. don't be don't skimp on that shit. Oh, yeah. Get get <laughs> get the good gear. I got, get the I got good elbow pads. Stuff, I got yeah. knee pads. I got ankle yeah. braces. You know. Yeah. I mean, f- ankle braces saved my ankle at KO. Yeah, yeah. I broke it in four p- p- pieces. Um, but if I didn't have it, probably would have been shattered. Probably would have been fused. Yeah. You know, I got those basketball ankle brace things. Those tie up ones. Mm. You know, they're sixty bucks. Who gives a fuck? Like yeah. you know. And the other thing is is, is I wear them for every bandit jump. Yeah, they might not stop me breaking an ankle, but they stop me from rolling an ankle and I can get my ass out of there. Yeah. So yeah, protective gear, for sure. Helmets, for sure. There is, you know, yeah. go skydiving without a helmet solo to get that wind in your hair. That's a great feeling. But base jumping, man, just, just put something to protect yourself. And not, yeah. and not, a, not a skydiving. I mean, you guys yeah. have got the, the new... Yeah, ice. 
by uh, Tonefly. Damn, yeah. Tonefly Ice. It's awesome. It's a fully crash-rated helmet uh, all season. You know, It's a winter helmet, summer helmet. Yeah. That's great. And it dries well um, if you accidentally land in the ocean. And it's, the, no, um, the no snag points on it is what I was yeah. frothing over. Yeah. And for that, I mean, you guys wear that uh, skiing, snowboarding, skydiving, base jumping. We debated wearing it today, but we were like, uh, we're we're students again right now. So we show up with like logoed out helmets. Like (laughs) we're for sure going to like pound in. Like it's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to happen. So we're like, nope, we will wear, we will wear the student equipment. Give me the little red helmet. And it's fine. (laughs) The the worst thing is, is when I did my first paragliding thing, I I knew Benny before. So, because I'd done some speed flying with him. And he's like, oh, Mads, what do you think about the wind here? You're a base jumper. <laughs> I was like, bro, I told you. Yeah. I, I don't know We're just shit. students here. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I need to learn. Yeah. You know, be humble. You know, for sure, the amount of people that have given me advice, I would have taken on board 30% of it. Because 70% is people trying to be fucking mm. alpha male And that's cool. Like, I nod politely and I say, yes, yes, yes. Mm. And, you know, the other 30% is fucking golden. Yeah. You know, um, and and I've probably given shitty advice as well when I was, you know, thought I was a fucking tough nut base jumper. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You got to survive that period, but as yeah. most of us go through it, but. Good luck, everyone. Is. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Be safe. Do your best. All right. Have fun. This is the Base Life Podcast. Maz and Randy. We're out. Good night, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you want to know more about our guests, just check out the show notes. And if you want to give us some feedback or reach out to us, you can hit us at baselife2014 at gmail.com, facebook.com backslash the baselife, and on Instagram, we're at base.life. All right. Thanks.